I am running I'm, into and a everything man. is so wet, and you're not gonna be inspired. <laughs> I'm horny, goddammit. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect it to take a turn that way. It is way. fucking wet. Everything was just so wet. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Kick names. And here we go. Take out. Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. How are you all feeling? We are so excited to be with you all for a very spoiler-heavy podcast. Just yes. really quickly getting that out of the way. We are going to yes. get into spoilers for Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. So if you have not seen it yet, put a pin in this and come back yep. because there's not a lot of fluff to this podcast. We are going to get right into things after our usual. But uh, to introduce myself, my name is Doug Wagner aka the broccoli monster uh we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about that later um, Love that. i'm excited to be with you all right. today we're talking ant-man and the wasp quantum mania we're talking the movie what we thought what we liked what we didn't but we yep. are also That's going true. to get into what this implies for future of mcu as well um and everything in between but in order to do this well, in order to do it right, I need to make sure that my colleagues and co-hosts are thoroughly welcomed into this space. So I'm going to kick it on over to Brian Roush, a.k.a. The Living Building. Brian Roush, oh. how are you feeling? Brian Roush. Uh, wow, what a wonderful intro. Uh, I, I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be here. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. I, I saw this movie very early in the weekend, and so I have heard, like, everybody's take on quantum media so i'm excited to okay. get into the, like the nitty-gritty exhaustive analysis and discussion with my guys with doug I'm and marcus to just great. really <laughs> pick this all apart maggie and i have talked about it a lot so i feel pretty firm in how i feel about it so okay uh, like I, I i'm i'm feeling good and i feel like there's some there's a lot of good stuff to pull out of this movie so i'm excited yeah but i'm glad you and you and maggie saw it saturday yeah uh yeah we did yeah so yeah awesome. we we both saw it uh early earlier in the weekend we got a babysitter the whole thing it was great oh okay okay yeah awesome well, I love that for you Brian but oh, we are also needing to make sure that Marcus J Destin aka Black History Kang is certainly <laughs> welcome to this space Marcus J how you feeling. We here, we are live, we are loud, and we are here in living color. You know what I mean? Uh, my daddy said there's only two things in this life I got to do, and that's stay black and die. You that's, feel me? Oh, that's my favorite Lamont quote. It's yeah. like my wow. favorite. Yeah. It's top tier Lamont quote. Yeah, yeah that yeah, is. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. that's somebody. Wow, that's great. Somebody tried to correct me and was like, "Don't forget pay taxes." And I said, "You ain't even got to do that." If I'm being no, honest with you, like, no, it, it's a scam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase "all I gotta do is stay white and die" doesn't work as well. Yeah. That no, one I don't sounds like a little it. bit more aggressive. It's yeah. it's a little bit more hostile. Yeah. I tried it once, yeah. and I just he did. I once he tried it with me, just is, with you, yeah. which just I felt safe to do yeah. it just yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. Which was yeah, I, it's not like I was yeah. in a crowd of people, or I was yeah. like, "You're right." And the only thing I have to do. <laughs> 
No, that that didn't happen. That would have been. That's clearly for the uh for the QAnon and racist folks. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. They all love that over there. I'm yeah, still I'm it. still alive, so we know somebody I was do it. somebody's listening. They're like, "What did he say? That's wrong. I don't understand. <laughs> what's, what's, I don't understand what happened." Oh yeah. 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 Uh well good. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh did you two have the day off today? Is it really a day off? I mean, I mean, I I did. I my institution had the day off. Well, my my place of work. So I I just stayed in PJs and <clears throat> marathoned Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur oh, with nice. with my kiddos who loved it. it. I so, could talk at length about that show and yeah, why great I liked show. it so much. We yeah, uh, yeah. we was off, but I still feel like I had. You know, when it's a short week, when you get mm-hmm. the Monday off and you got to go back Tuesday, and then like we have events on Wednesday and Thursday for Black oh, History wow. Month, so mm. it's kind of like trying to prep stuff for the Monday that is now no no longer existing. But gotcha. Know, Plus the threat of severe weather yet again. So again, was that well again? Ooh. Why yeah, are we gross. here? Yeah, we I here. don't know. <laughs> um, I had a good week. Good week. I did not have the day off. Oh, uh, oh I I worked. Brittany and the kiddos uh, held it down upstairs. So didn't have any meetings because we work with campuses and they all had the day off. So uh, got to catch up on some administrative stuff, which is good. But all in all, had a good weekend. Uh, Brittany was out of town uh, with her sister. Ooh. They went to a concert Friday, which allowed me to do Whoa. some prep, prep for this movie. What concert was it? She went to see Blake Shelton in Sioux Falls. Uh, it was a delayed birthday present that uh, I got for her. Um, so her and her sister went, and I gave her like a girls' weekend. Also, we um, so got to kick it, which was great. Wow! So, Wait, yeah. Wow! Wow! That that's a, a great, great present. Good job. What a very excited about husband. It. I was very proud of myself for yeah, that. You one. should be. You should uh, be. Um, before we go anywhere else, I would like to tell everybody that you can follow us on socials. We want you to connect with us, all right? We want you to connect in every way possible. Films in Black and White on Instagram. Um, that is Films in Black and White also on Facebook. And that is Films in B underscore W on Twitter. And Films in Black and White on TikTok. You never know what you'll find over there. You get show clips. You get a whole bunch of brackets and a bunch of other things <laughs> on there. So, yeah. I'm going through a bracket phase on TikTok. I'm just going to own this. It's fine. Well, Everyone I think come it's, along. I do that. every bracket that follows. If, if it piques my interest, I'm doing it. I think it's better than the other trend that I've noticed lately. And I'm not What's talking that? like about a specific sound, but I don't know. Again, I'm not trying to reveal anything about myself. I'm trying to tell you what shows up on my algorithm, which means a lot of people are doing this. But there's this like. Mm, that's not how that algorithm okay. works, but. I'm going to hope that that's what that means. <laughs> Sit here and hope. Um, ooh, not just Doug's weird. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's a little gonna, bit of that for sure. Probably yeah. a little bit both. But it's these videos of people using a very specific sound, and then it's like they're cleaning themselves, but they're showing parts of their body that are blurred out to try to get people to pause at the right minute. And I don't know why mm. TikTok uh, is just being mm. like, hey, boobs are fine now. Like <laughs> there was an issue with them before. But go nuts now. So, yeah, it is really they've they've taken the nip restriction and Uh lowered it down a little bit. I'll say this. Yeah. Not to throw you under the bus, but I haven't seen that trend. Okay, that's good. Okay, Uh, All right. Yeah. 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 So tells me where I am at in my world. I just say start over. Yeah. All you got to do is watch the same TikTok at least five times. Just let it replay itself and then your algorithm will switch itself and then you'll be fine. 
Well, I remember the one time that I ruined Brian's algorithm because I found somebody who <laughs> had a fleshlight that looked like the caterpillar from A Bug's Life, and I was shocked. And I sent it to Brian, and Brian was getting fleshlight videos for like I, yeah two that, weeks straight. That that was a time because like I, I didn't know what it was, and I opened it, and I was like, oh, this is adult content right here, just blaring out of my phone. And I was and... shocked that that thing. I had so many questions about what was happening in that particular video overall. Well, like, and the, shot the algorithm and appalled. And the algorithm was like, okay, this is what you're into? All right, all right, boys, cue it all up. Get it all in the hopper, and we're going to get it to this Brian guy. And then, like, the Maybe. next time I opened yeah. it, I was like, yeah. nope, just going yep. yep. to swipe. If but, like, you... the... Oh. If you Every a... other video is, is whatever it is your algorithm thinks you like. Like... Mm -hmm. It's yep. in my and I like a little bit of everything because sometimes I like to just hear different perspectives or it's not like necessarily yeah. I want to be in the rabbit hole of this thing that I'm like mm, watching. But right. then the algorithm is like, oh, you love church stuff. Here's a little bit of people who are stepping away from oh. the church. And here's a little bit of people who absolutely hate the people who are stepping away from church. <laughs> that's I, incredible. That's it's, really funny you bring that up because I got really into like ex-Mormon TikTok when I uh -huh, first was on uh -huh. there. Because so I was like, I had hey. never heard these stories before. Yeah. I don't know anyone in real life that's ex-Mormon. And so I was like, this is real. Like this happens. This is okay. real. And then like. I remember I said something to someone. And they're like, I, "I have no idea what you're talking about," and I was like, "This is like a whole sub community that is that I am only seeing right now." Yeah, like, yeah. it's it was bad, y'all. Like, yeah. I found like a whole drama thing of like, okay, here's Kaylee, and she cheated on her husband with oh, this, this person, and I knew all these people. Like, I yeah. I, I knew these people because I kept watching these videos. So I, I yeah. get hooked into like old clips of SNL. I'll watch um, those like all the time. Okay. So I'm on yep, SNL TikTok a lot. And also anytime someone claims to see like a like a mythical beast, like they like, oh, we got footage of a unicorn. I'm like, I gotta see this shit. Like and oh, I'll your sit algorithms, th your algorithm's all over the place. My algorithm is everywhere all that's, at once. Okay. That's that's both a movie it. and yeah. a description for Doug. I love it. TikTok. And I guess a uh, portion of it, like a like a sixteenth of it is nip talk, which it just it is what it is. So nip we're just gonna talk. go that way. Um before we go down that whole rabbit hole. Nip talk. <laughs> very proud of that one. That was good. I made that one up like that right now, good. and I'm That's I'm great. just gonna sit in it for a minute because I that was a good nip. one. Um but in all seriousness, we have a whole podcast to get to. And I would love to sit here and go down our rabbit holes of what's in our algorithm. <laughs> but we got stuff to talk about. Uh, most importantly, we have to get to catch that quotable. <sighs> yes, quotable. Yeah, silky sound, Marcus J. Um, I don't know why. Uh, but gentlemen, we have another great quote. Are you ready for this week's quote? Absolutely. I'm ready. Positively. Okay. Now, just as a heads up, this does seem like there are some moments where someone is, it's one quote, it's not an exchange, but it does, it is a quote where someone is sort of stammering over their words. So it's going to sound weird me reading it without acting it. So just as a heads up, it might sound a little goofy. So here we go. Uh, we are going to get some go every time. So others others so go every time so others may every time that's the quote 
Sorry, I was putting my Girl, microphone. Boy, I was putting my microphone condom on. I, I, missed, I, missed, I saw I that. It, it was yes. really distracting. I was, I was Don't get anything on your mouth. I was, I was trying to put my windshield on. Practice no. safe, safe. Catch that quotable sex. <laughs> I was just like, well, like I, I was just like, I guess yes. we gotta protect his mic. This, but man, this, this podcast got weird. Protect like, the tip. Fast. Protect the tip. Uh, can you read it again? Because yeah, I, I, I want to hear shit you again. said. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. To I will you. read it again. I will read Solid it again. Word salad. We are going to go. Get some go every time. So others, others, so go every time. So others may every time. That's uh, it. That's it. Well, <laughs> folks, I, I, I'm, not, I'm gonna be no help here. Yeah, yeah. this nope. is obvious. It sounds like I don't want to say obviously. It sounds like a sports movie with a yes. with a, somebody who's trying to give a hype speech. Doesn't I agree. Know what the fuck they're doing? Yeah, like Blue Mountain State or yeah. like any of the other ones that are like. There's Comedies. like a football movie that I can't remember, but there's like maybe that's not another team movie when he catches the ball and they rip him in half because <laughs> he makes the winning catch in the foot in the end zone. So that's kind of what I'm thinking is like not another team it. movie with Freddie Prince Jr. Hey, you know uh, that's the only guess I got because I, I, I have no idea what this is. And that's, I don't. That's oh, the ahead. movie. Not another teen movie is based off of. That's uh, oh wait. That's the the one about the girl. Not a teen movie is with Chris Evans. Fun oh, fact. She she's it all is. that. Is that what yeah, you're thinking that, of? I think that's oh, she yes, it is. Uh yes, that that's the one I'm thinking yeah. of. The one with Chris Evans. It's not that right. Freddie Prince Jr. was in the original. Chris he was. Evans yes. didn't play the okay, got it. Yep, that's yep, right. Go. So it could be is either this, one of those. Is this Waterboy? Like I also feel like uh, Adam Sandler stumbling possible. through speech could be it, yeah, but I, true. I, I got no clue. I was thinking a Will Ferrell movie too, like some type of Will Ferrell sports movie. He did and a sports movie called Kicking and Screaming. That was him. One, right? he, yep, it was him coaching a soccer team, but like yes. a kids' soccer team. So I, I'm, I'm going to put my guess in. I don't know whose quote this is. I'm guessing we can't get any hints, but I'm going to say um, it's the one I just said with Chris Evans, not another team movie. Okay. Brian, what are you locking in? Waterboy? I'm going to go Waterboy. I'll go kicking and screaming to spread the gambit so that way yeah, we all get a chance sure. to get For sure. All right. Yeah, because I don't know. This could have literally been anything. It could have been anything. Uh, okay. So this is from a movie called Division Three, uh, Football's Finest. That is what it is from. Well, we got I... the genre right. Yeah, we yeah, got yeah. the genre right, which the is something. Was there. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's what this is from. The uh, Division Three Football's Finest from 2011. Um, it stars Oh Lord, uh, Andy Dick, uh, oh, plays Rick Vice, and after that, not a whole lot of other folks. Wow. In this movie outside when of Andy Dick is one of your headliners. I, I ooh, this has a real bang up cast. Who is Andy Dick? Uh, oh, Oof. you know, you'd know him when you see him. He's oh. that blonde haired, like really skinny dude with like black glasses that are like rectangle glasses. Is he problematic? He's uh, yeah, yeah, little yeah. This... Oh yeah, yeah. You, you know who this is. I know who this is. Yeah. Yep, he has um, an annoying voice too. Yep. So this movie also has some other problematic folks in it, like Adam Carolla is in this. And so okay. is Will Sasso. This was sounds like a direct to DVD. Got good news, guys. It's on Prime Video. So oh, we, wanted great, to, great. we wanted to check that out. This, this feels great, like a great, Prime great. Video uh-huh. type. Yeah, this movie. is yeah. 
Yeah, this yeah, yeah. feels like up there with Velocipaster. I can I can tell you one thing though, Patreon family, don't get don't get any ideas. This no, ain't don't get cocky. Yeah, don't don't get any ideas. That, that no, Velocipaster was the limit, and I think yeah. we've that that's where it is. Like that's yeah. as far as we'll go. Having sex so. with a Velocipaster was that was pretty much that was it for me. Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, that, yeah, that was a whole thing. thing. That, that was a whole thing. Yeah, last season, Velocipaster around this time actually. I think actually, we watched. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, look at us. Look at, look at us, full terms, full terms. <laughs> um, but gentlemen, anything else that you want to? That thank you for catch that quotable. Uh, if you have a quote, get it to us via socials. Uh, mm-hmm. But gentlemen, mm-hmm. anything that you all want to chat about about before we get into the movie itself? Look at Brian. You got yeah. anything, Brian? I... No, honestly, no. Okay. I. I... I, there's there's nothing of substance that I that I can think of. I, th- I I'll I'll leave it for our next news episode. Yeah, I, I got, feel like there's a lot in this movie. There's there a is lot. a lot in this movie. There's a lot, and I don't want to take up too time too too many things. I do just want to give like my own personal reflection of things that I have been thinking about. Okay. And one is about the Hogwarts Legacy game. Sure. Um, I'm very jealous that I cannot play it, and I <laughs> I understand the um support you know there are people split on whether like do you play the game support jk Rowling. you know is that supporting jk rowling do you not play the game people make your own decisions right you you got to make your own decision whatever you can live with morally that is completely up to you but i am watching people play the game and it seems like a lot of fun that's really just what i wanted to say and i feel like i hope that other games can incorporate the the play style and the open world concept. And like, if you can do it with wizarding and magic, which has so many different moving pieces in it, I feel like there are other games that need to just follow this. Even when it comes down to creating a player, the textures, the hairstyles, like everything, like to the T of your designing your wand and all that. Right. I, I really hope other games are paying attention on how to do that with other things. So that's really the only one. And then last of us, the last episode was really good it, it was good okay. that, that good. show just keeps getting better i don't want to say it, more because the incredible fellas haven't watched it yet yeah we have not watched that yet so yeah. i'm excited to get to it though uh yeah. marcus regarding hogwarts legacy mm-hmm. i completely agree like yeah. i i and here's the thing where i'm caught with is that like i don't want to support i don't want to support jk rowling and mm-hmm. her transgendered homophobia transphobic, transphobic yeah. agenda yeah but god damn why'd they have to go and make such a good game I, like I, it just yeah. looks like yeah. so much fun yeah i really i, really I want to just it. go to that world and just run amok and it yeah. just seems like i can and no yeah. one's gonna stop me yeah. uh so yeah i i also feel like that same way like i really wish i was hoping that this movie was gonna be this this video game was gonna be trash so that way yeah. it was gonna be like yeah eggs on your yeah. face but nah, man, they, yeah, I don't think they, it is. they did it. They it looks like they did it. Based I mean, on it. I think I don't know. I think it's I think it's tough all around because like, right, you don't want to give you don't want to give money to somebody you like vehemently disagree with. That's like mm-hmm. actively bullying an entire population. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get it. On the other hand, it's also like like any if you break it down to that respect, though, like then it's it's getting to this point of like we we all know capitalism isn't good, and I promise mm-hmm. this isn't one of mm-hmm. my typical capitalist screams, but like <laughs> there's no ethical way to like be do in anything the capitalist economy. Like That's there's true. just no ethical way to do it when you're That's buying true. something. It's off of sometimes a lot of times off of like 
extortion or people you don't agree with. And so, like, I, I agree, Marcus. You everybody has to draw the line mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I always I always come back to that too because it's just like, man, like at what point, like, I don't know. It's just I I myself, it's like I can't. I like. I want to have a good time, but man, J.K. Rowling, like she's the worst. Yeah, I like. I just and maybe like down the line when it's like on resale for like, you know, Uh twenty bucks for sure. Going to GameStop and not not WB, right? Like if you if that if that makes me feel better down the road, I don't know, but um i do feel like me being the star wars guy going always going back to that i do feel like we can make a jedi academy game oh, here God. with a lot of the same yeah. elements yeah. um and that'd be that'd be great that's so incredible. anyway well, that's yeah. my addition to and this that's what like the old school like uh knights of the old republic was like you remember a little that, bit. One? that was uh, you could make your own lightsaber you had to go oh get yeah crystal and there was all this other yep. shit you had to do like it yep. was it was absolutely awesome. You want to kill a planet's ocean system? Okay, sure. Go nuts. Go make fun. that choice. Go ahead Go and ahead. do that. Yeah. I like games like that where you get to decide in the end, what do you want to be? Do you want to be a Jedi? Do you want to be a Sith? You get to make all the decisions you want to. Yeah. We're going to yeah. give you the tools, but I really yep. enjoy games like that because, first of all, it'll keep you playing the game multiple times for you to go mm-hmm. Gosh either route and either you know what i mean and so yeah. that's just really fun that's so was, that, that's my only thing there was a video game that came out that i absolutely loved called fable that oh, yeah. oh all God. about cho- choices yes. and i played that once as bad once yeah. as good and then once in the middle like yeah. i just I loved fable. every God, why didn't they make more fable games jeez man i mean they, made, one they was... made three of them yeah was it they three were... i don't remember the third one yeah, i they do made remember the first three the for second. sure i never uh, played the third one but Oh, I played I played the second and the third one and the third one was really good because like the basically the first half of the game is like, I'm going to depose the dictator and free the land. And then you like get to that battle and you're like, I've only been playing this game for like 10 hours. This is weird. And then it's like you defeat the guy and the guy's like, anyway, all I've been doing is to like fend off the darkness that's coming. And then the game switches to like a like a there's like a management sim component to it oh, and it's no. like Shit. anyway you have three months before the darkness comes and the only way you can save people is to like save up money so it was like however much money you had equal to how many people of the kingdom you saved okay. so it made you like make these decisions like well we could build this really expensive school or you could build this really cheap brothel and make money. So it was like you had you making decisions between build a school or a brothel. But like you knowing the more money huh. you save up, the more people you save. Like so it it, it really messed with your head. What a huh. that's a what a juxtaposition. That's a it's, dilemma. Honestly, there's some good YouTube. Like if, if that interests you, I know there's that. some good YouTube playthroughs out. on that. Like it's it's why and there's like even more decisions like that. It's like yeah. we can have a clean mill. Or we could pollute the whole river and save a bunch of money. That's incredible. Uh, wow. Yeah, that's great. I might have to check those videos out because that sounds really cool. <laughs> um, the last, really quickly, before we dive into the movie review, I want to uh, put out a big plug for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur on mm. Disney+. Plus. Brit, uh, Brian mentioned it at the top, but I really want to come back to it for a couple of reasons. Okay. One... I think this is an all black cast or at least all people of color. I mean, majority that way. Like, and the other thing is, so one love to see representation on a platform like Disney plus and putting it out there, which is great Two, It's just that even in and of itself, it's just a great show. Like it's fun. It's entertaining. And 
it is Harrison's like new favorite thing. That is the only thing that he wants to watch. Um, We were at the comic book store on Saturday before I left Sioux Falls and came back. He walked through and he saw a moon girl comic and he was like, dad, that one, like, can we read that one? And I was like, yeah, yeah, man, like absolutely we can. And it, He's this is like opening up a whole world because Harrison's a big dinosaur kid. So a superhero that's really smart and into science yeah. and has a dinosaur as a friend, yeah. that is like checking every single box that he has. So yeah. tip of the hat to Disney and it. Disney Plus and just Marvel in general, because this is just really well done. And really I want I just want to say, like, it, even if you're like you got y'all are talking about a kid's show, like, okay, whatever. I yeah. guarantee you, if you're into any type of animation, like if you enjoy if you enjoy anime. If you watch mm-hmm. like the most recent cyberpunk uh, thing on Netflix, if you yep. are into like the DC Harley Quinn stuff or just the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited, um, if you enjoy that animation style, you are really going to dig Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaurs yeah. animation style. It's super fresh. I don't really know how to describe it, uh, but it really does feel like it's a comic leaping off of the page and it's really well done. There's really good music. And I do want to call out real quick that the only white person in the like as a mainstay in the cast is the dinosaur, it appears. So devil dinosaur, everyone else is a person of color and they all like they they kill it. Absolutely kill it. Kudos. I heard Jennifer Hudson was was a voice of a character on there. It came across my TikTok. So now I gotta I gotta watch it. I'll tell you what, Proud Family, The Return or Prouder Family, also another great show to just like watch and you know, not just a kid show anymore, like really covers a lot of topics. So yeah, the black animation and the black lead characters like that Disney is doing, I think they're one of the platforms that is just doing their darndest to do it as best they can. So you got to give kudos to that. I was shocked the one day and hold on, not shocked, surprised one day when Harrison goes like, can we watch that? And he was pointing to the proud family just because Mm -hmm. it's not something that like we ever showed him. But he right. wanted to watch it. And again, that is another one that is in his like repertoire we of things that. that he just absolutely cannot get we enough love of. That. So we love that. Harrison um, would be so diverse. He's I feel well very happy about ready, it. prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, guy's going to be ready to take on the world. But gentlemen, we have a whole <laughs> movie to get to. So oh, we do. We are going to talk Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. <laughs> so if you are listening to this or if you're watching this and you have not seen it, put a pin in it, come back later and uh, enjoy it there. There'll be timestamps below so you can jump right in or jump right out whenever you need to. Uh, mm-hmm. But Marcus, yeah. care to relegate us with your barbershop summary of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Well, I can't wait. I'm very excited for this one. Okay, so there's this annoying girl. There's this <laughs> annoying little girl, right? Her name is Cassie Lang, okay? And she just be doing stuff she ain't got no business doing, okay? So keep that in mind. So we find Ant-Man, our hero of the last phase, right? The one who saved all the heroes, bought us in-game, bought everybody back together. He's back. Okay, and not only is he back, but he's getting he's finally getting the recognition that he deserved for saving everybody. He's a hero on the streets. Everybody loves him. He's living this new lifestyle that is not as much Ant-Man as it is as it is more Scott Lane basking in like the joys of being a superhero more so. It's not the we usually we see the sad stuff, but now we see him in more of the joys of it, right? So he's enjoying it. He done wrote a book. He goes to Baskin Robbins, um, gets employee of the whatever, the forever, century. Whatever, the, the century of the century. Thank you. And he's living his best life. And so is um <clears throat> Scott and his oh my gosh. 
Janet, Scott and Janet. Janet is living her best life. She's now taking over the company with her father. And like she's doing all these good things with pin particles. And the parents are also doing their thing too as well. Okay, cool. Cassie is getting into trouble because she wants to help people so damn bad, right? She wants to be a hero. She wants to have a suit. She wants to be the ant woman, whatever it is. She wants to do that. And so they go and they have the situation where she ends up in jail. And this isn't the only time she ends up in jail, but she ends up in jail because she's trying to help people and uses the technology to, um, you know, get back at people like shrinking a cop car. Anyway, moving forward, fast forward. Cassie says she's giving Scott kind of a hard time because Scott wasn't there for a lot of her childhood, but it's not his fault. Okay, so cool. And he keeps trying to, Scott is trying to be there for his daughter. He's not really focused on being Ant-Man. He's just focused on being a dad right now, trying to be the best dad that he can be. And so they're kind of at this crossroads of like, she wants to help and she loves the things that Ant-Man does, but he, Scott is not trying to be Ant-Man and teach all that shit. Anyway, moving forward. So she created this device with her granddaddy and her and her granddaddy have been working to ping or send a signal to the quantum realm. All right, so basically she was like, I miss my daddy scott if i had have known how to do this before i would have been able to find you in the quantum realm and, and ping you and pull you out so they was like oh word that's pretty cool that's show us what you can do except the mama the mama who is um i always want michelle pfeiffer that's mm -hmm. right that is yeah, right no, that's right yeah okay that's michelle Pfeiffer. That michelle pfeiffer. <clears throat> and so michelle pfeiffer like is like hey you need to turn that shit off right now and then it was like <laughs> all right but she said it like in a very sexy way with like with like white just turn hair. that off she was like, you got to turn that shit off. And I was like, yes, mommy. And so she like, he turns it off and <clears throat> Cassie doesn't turn it off in time. They all get sucked into the quantum realm. Hence this adventure through the quantum realm, meeting Modoc, meeting Kang the Conqueror and learning more about the life that um, Janet's mom was living in the quantum realm. Yeah, basically. Yeah. The only thing is that Michelle Pfeiffer's character is named Janet and Hope Van Dyne is Hope. the daughter. Hope. No. Thank you. Yeah. Other than that, yes, knocked it out yes, of the park. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. That's a great you. and a great synopsis. Without What's the granddaddy name? Uh, Hank. 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 Pim. Hank Pim. Yep. So yeah. So that is. I have an initial question. Okay. As comic book readers, uh huh. Um, do we feel do we feel any kind of way that Scott is not intellectually the same Scott that we know from like Avengers, the cartoons and comic books? Because like Scott is a genius in the comics if i'm not mistaken right like uh, or he's uh, hank is a G hank is still a scientific genius right oh S they just scott is very much still a criminal like he's yeah still he's a thief. okay Has yeah. it, is it like that in the comics too as well mm -hmm. yep. okay yep. I mean, i've got my characters mixed up yep. i've always yeah, been wondering that so. through all of these and nobody else has said anything so i figured it was me okay Shout out to Anna. She Thank can't you, remember Anna. Hope's name either. That's so you're <laughs> not you. alone, Marcus. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a good. I don't even know if that's a good thing, Anna. If I'll I... be honest with you, <laughs> she didn't have a lot of role in this outside of like a super duper support character, like almost uh, fourth string. I yeah. cannot think of another movie where the title characters had such few lines. Or even like she didn't even have an arc. By yeah. the way, yeah. like which she is just was doing good. Yeah, really weird. Like I'm, I don't want to. We can get into it, but like it was strange. so strange. To, like you have Evangeline Lilly. I'm not saying she's like a mega TV, like TV or movie star, but it's like she's okay, her character knows like, that it's like, called Ant Man and the Wasp. It, right, yeah, she's co-titled on this movie, so I figured it would be something with her, and she gets relegated to like, Mom, tell me what happened, like. With the only material that she's given, like Evangeline Lily is just like, tell me what happened, mom. And then Peyton Reed was like, okay, we're going to do that three more times. 
and we're moving on. That's uh, also true. And, and Anna Anna also says she doesn't even seem to like Scott very much, but apparently they're in love. That was the thing that threw me off at the end. Yeah. I don't want to jump there, but it threw no, me off at okay. the end when they were like, I love you, Scott. And he was like, you came back for me? I was almost just as surprised that she came back for Scott because I didn't know well, things was really clicking like that. Also, like, like the whole movie to me has been has been had this thing of like Ant Man and I should well Cassie and, and and Scott like their can, relationship. Can I give everybody cast of characters before we just yeah. start throwing oh, yes. people out? Like, yes. just really yeah, quick. I mean, we're, I we're messing with your flow. I mean, I mean, no, it's it's fine, but this might be helpful for everybody to know who we're talking about, <laughs> who's supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> we ready to go? I knew yeah, you're yeah, ready. We are very chomping at the bit. So like, I'm glad that you're excited, but let's just let's. <laughs> Let's just lay the landscape, right? So Paul Rudd is Scott Lang. Evangeline Lilly plays Hope Van Dyne. Michael Douglas comes back as Dr. Hank Pym. Michelle Pfeiffer comes back as Janet Van Dyne. Jonathan Majors plays Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, he does. Catherine Newton is Cassie Lang. I don't know why Bill Murray gets a credit because he's Bill Murray, but Bill Murray plays Lord Krylar. Um, Caddy M. O'Brien plays Jenna Tora. Um, she was the sort of general lady. Um, and then William Jackson Harper plays Quaz. Then there are some other folks via flashbacks that are included in this, like Randall Park is included oh, yeah. in this a couple of times. But other than that, those are your cast of characters. Um, so, gentlemen, get back into it. Like, I completely agree with where you were at before I interrupted. Hope is not in this movie. Like, she, this, this is, this no. is Ant Man and, and Cassie taking on the <laughs> quantum realm. This is not, this does yeah. not feel like a, a, an Ant Man and the Wasp movie, like, at all. What was the name I, of the general? What was her name? Gen, uh, Gentora. Gentora. How do you spell that? J E N T O R R A. Okay, I'll be back. I closed the window. Okay. Already. We'll, we'll I'll be soon. I'll be back. Well, goodbye. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, um, go ahead, Brian. I, well, it was just it was just weird because like the whole movie's kind of played with this relationship mm-hmm. with Scott Cassie so. to some success and some not. So like when the portal opened again, I was like, oh, like it's Cassie because like it's been him and Cassie trying to pass on the torch or trying to save one another. Yeah. And then when <laughs> and then when hope came, I was like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. And then she's like, "I love you so much, Scott." And I'm like, "I don't even think we heard you say that at the even the start of the movie." So this is just kind of like she most okay, certainly doesn't fine. say it. So for record, for everybody to know, I watched a string of shit because Brittany was out of town before like this movie. So I watched <laughs> yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp. I watched the end, the season finale of Loki, and then I also watched two thirds of Endgame. So that way, I was well inversed <laughs> as far as that's, where things are at. That's a long a movie. That's um, a lot. It is a lot. Anna, to answer your question, yes, Cassie does have a superhero name. Not in yeah. the movie, but she does in the comic books. She has two, actually. The first is she is Stature, and that is when she is a member of the Young Avengers in the comic books. And then the other one is Stinger, um, and that is when she's more stepping into a role in sort of the Ant-Man oh. world of things. So she has I did not realize she had a second code name. Ones. So yeah, Young Avengers, she debuts as Stature in May of 2006. Stinger, she debuts in May of 2016. So that they, is okay. who she is. To answer the second question, Anna, from reports, from things that have been reported, they are not focused on the Young Avengers movie at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so... 
while they are introducing them and obviously down the road, we could see this like obviously happening maybe like phase nine once these <laughs> once everybody ages up or whatever the case may be. They said that they aren't focused on Young Avengers at the moment. If Bob Iger wasn't CEO, I would say we're going to get a Disney Plus show oh, about God. it. But oh, yeah. He's oh, God, yeah. And rain things in a little bit. So, yeah. um, but yes, I, the other thing I think that we're just going to get into it. But yeah, we don't need to be linear no, no, here. Like, what, what's standing out to you? The other, there are certain things about this movie that doesn't feel like an Ant Man and the Wasp movie. There are certain things about this movie that doesn't feel like an Ant Man movie. And chief among those things is the playing with height. Yeah. In what the, do you mean? In the first movie, first two, there are moments where we're taking Scott and we're putting him into fighting on a train set, or we're putting. Okay. We're putting uh, hope and she's running across the blade of a knife because she's that small. We right. didn't really get to experience that so mm -hmm. much here where it was really more of a like, do you like science and Ant-Man? <laughs> Enjoy Ant-Man and the Wasp. And that's not a critique. I think broadly speaking, and just to get this out of the way, I enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. There was a lot of cool shit in here that I enjoyed watching. <laughs> but there are moments where I'm like there are just pieces from previous Ant-Man films that just aren't present. And that is interesting. Well, and I, I feel like the other two movies were like superhero movie, but make it a heist, which is why I love the Ant-Man movies. Like, yeah, they're I, great. I love a good heist. Yeah. Like, always. Um, so that's what always clicked with me about those movies. And this movie was very much just not that like, which is fine for me, but I agree with your audience expectations. Both of the movies were heist movies. And then it's like, okay, anyway, in the first half hour, we're going to introduce you to like Scott's daughter again. By the way, this is the fourth actress that has played Cassie. Catherine Newton did a phenomenal job, but like She's also great. you have to introduce the audience. Like, no, 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 this is y'all. This is Cassie now. And we got to get to know her again. Anyway, you get reintroduced to Cassie. You find out Scott has been just fine post Avenger life. And then you have to buy into the quantum realm and Michelle Pfeiffer fighting amoebas. Like you just, yeah. you have to be okay with that in the first 30 minutes of this movie. And yes. if you're not, oh boy. All right. So okay, here we go. Yep. Here it is. <laughs> Let's do it. Just get it out of the way. Here's my opinion. Pull on this bandaid off. I feel as if I had, I enjoyed this movie too. I okay. disagree with all of the hate, the like over hatred that the movie is getting on TikTok. Yeah, that's weird. It's Half weird. of that, I believe, is just MCU haters looking for a reason to hate, like to be mad at him. You know, when when the Agreed. when the when the field gets oversaturized, and that's like predominantly the thing that's coming out most consistently. Of mm -hmm. course, anybody's going to look for a reason to see like why this shit is so unsuccessful. Like this is exactly why yeah. this thing isn't working. Now there are pieces throughout this that don't that some ain't connecting with me. And one of the things I'll start with is I feel like the ending was too perfect. It was predictable, right? It was as if a um, it was as if I wrote it. You know what I mean? Like it was kind of like, okay, okay all right, so he, he's gonna get his ass beat by Kang, and then the portal's gonna open, and then guess what? Somebody ain't gonna make it through. And then guess what? Somebody didn't make it through. But then when I thought, I was like, oh, okay, I like this ending where Scott and Hope 
gets stuck in the quantum realm for almost all of phase five until right. they get found it. And then Cassie is like, she becomes the new ant person, ant man, ant whatever. Yeah. And then she takes over the role until she can, while she try to find her dad. And like, she does that with her, with her grandmother and they do that thing. They do the super heroine thing. That was going to be cool. But then the portal opens and then they just go home and then they eat cake. And then they have like this full perfect ending. And, and to me, and I know Scott has this like temporary crisis in his head of like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Did I really just mess this stuff up? I don't know what's going on. Everything just felt a little bit too perfect for it to be the kickoff of phase five and introducing a character like Kang. Is, is that making sense? I, I'm going to like, I'm totally on the other Push side of this. That, that, I told you yeah, it was going to be one of those parties. I told that, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally get where you're coming from. Like. On a, on a first pass but like i and maybe this is because like i've dealt with anxiety like a bit mm. in, in mm. at least over the past few years but like i do want to give a shout out to peyton reed and his filmmaking because the last five minutes of this is like the best way i could ever explain like like when you get not an anxiety attack this is mm. not an anxiety attack but when you when you like have persistent anxiety of scott being like yeah everything's fine but he did say like everything was gonna end and like the music cuts out and he's like super concerned he's like i'm sure it's mm -hmm. fine mm -hmm. and they do that gag three times anyway that's exactly how i feel about very okay. very small things of okay. like did i turn the gas off in my home i'm sure it's fine like yeah. very very good manifestation of like showing somebody with anxiety i thought i thought that was cool he's um, catastrophizing his own actions like as yes. someone who talks to a therapist weekly about anxiety yes he is catastrophizing his own actions where he's yes. taking it and he's this saying is holy shit yeah they said something's worse that's no one else's fault but mine like but i did i'm not so i i see your point i see i actually see both of your points i'm probably somewhere in the middle of this mm -hmm. because i get where they went with it i mean setting things up like everything's fine except for that internal but, dialogue that it's not but there's this other part where i see marcus's point of like you couldn't have left them there. Like I would have loved to have them be stranded there. I was generally, and again, for those just joining us, <laughs> I like to watch people suffer a little bit. So there's and that. suck on whoppers. Subtitle, by yeah, the way. Doug, yeah. Doug enjoys suffering. <laughs> enjoys I would suffering. have loved suffering for them and to whoppers. be. Like I just think it's a more compelling story when the stakes are like, yeah, you beat Kang, but you're stuck here. Like, and everything has to exist outside of that. And so I, and I think it sets up other things in the MCU better that way too. Like if that's the way they go with it, I get, we'll see what the payoff is, but yeah. Thanks, but I guess Anna. he, I guess he was already stuck there. <laughs> not just me. Anna loves it's, Whoppers. It's too. not the idea of loving Whoppers. It's the process of eating Whoppers I, with Douglas. That's the I issue. Don't, I don't you suck, even... you suck, you suck them till they melt. You don't. Oh, great. Awesome. No. Awesome. Glad that this is a reoccurring thing on the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm so glad. Whoppers should just sponsor us. I'll put a whole fucking sign back there. <laughs> also, <laughs> side, note, side note, can Runtz, Runtz, please, can somebody solo me out? 
so somebody solo me out. Oh, I'll solo you. I got you. I, I, I got to drink my tea. Hang on. I have something that I want to say to Runtz, the so candy much chaotic company. energy. All here. right, Runtz, the candy company. Do Marcus J. Destin a favor first. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us, sponsor us. I love Runtz. Okay, I love eating Runtz. Everybody's like Runtz is a hard ass candy. You need no, to get a harder ass mouth. How about that? Okay, you can so, suck on those too. You can. That's not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> Listen, Runtz, you are an amazing candy company, but I need you to do me a favor. Stop making banana-flavored Runtz, okay? Just make a box without banana flavor. Just toss it out. That would just be great, and then you would have the perfect box of candy. Thank you. I would agree with you. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. 100%. Let me take you off the Solego. Yeah, 100%. You could get rid of those. Nobody anyway. eats those. I throw them away. I feel like um <laughs> thank you, Anna. See, Anna's in the right place. Anna's, Anna is Anna's where Anna's found her people. That's yeah, 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 yeah. You are home. Welcome home, Anna. <laughs> Welcome home. Welcome um, home. but Anna, you're are you okay? But Anna, you're are you okay? <laughs> are you okay, Anna? <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yes, I think I think that this is I like to see people suffer. So I would have I agree with the like something didn't seem right. Like it seemed too perfect. Mm -hmm. But the other side of it, Brian, like I do think that that's a a very humanizing moment for Scott there, too. So I'm somewhere in the middle. But we know as an audience, like it is not okay. Right. None of this is okay. Oh, no. We know we know Kang didn't that. Oh my gosh. Uh, the exiled Kang mm -hmm. did not die. We know yeah. that. We didn't we see a body. That. It's MCU. Nobody we know no he is alive. On top of it, the people who exiled him. So we're getting into mid credit scenes here. Yeah. The people that exiled him are like, hey, like Ant Man just kicked this guy's butt. I like we gotta call. We gotta call the people, and they're, mm -hmm. and they're like, who should we call? And they're like. Literally everybody, Ant Man just beat a Kang. Like, call yeah. everyone. And the Council yeah. of Kangs looks like they're at like an Ohio State football game, ready to like get their game yeah, they, on. Yeah, Which, by are. the way, I love that interpretation. That was, that was rad as hell. They're in the Props middle to Jonathan of the Rose Majors. Bowl. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like it looks like it was like the Kang Rose Bowl. Which it was right out of the out of the comic book too. Like the face yeah. of oh. the one Kang in the top corner. Like they are. Marvel is doing this shot panel for panel shot of the comic book and i, I really i thought that was good well, and it was still fresh though it, it was still mm -hmm. felt very mcu yeah. even taking yeah. that inspiration so like i didn't i like i got to the end of this movie and it wasn't like yeah we defeated gang it was more like I, when i got to the end of the movie it was like oh no mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. what did you do scott and mm -hmm. like that that was yeah. the feeling i had because it was like he didn't even know about the Council of Kangs. Like he's he's just thinking about the one Kang. He doesn't even know the multiverse exists. I mean, the only person who knows about the Council of Kangs would be Loki, and he that's only because of what he learned from talking to right. he who remains. Is well, he knows that there's more of them, but not he doesn't even know council, that they all though. talk. Yeah, he just yeah, knows yeah. That technically there's more of them. So yeah. we're gonna let's can we get into this nitty gritty kind yes. of related to the movie? Please, I'm prepared. So the way I'm gonna say the way I'm understanding it, and anybody feel free to jump in if I get it wrong. So basically, mm -hmm. we have Loki season finale happen, and we have yeah. the one who remains, mm -hmm. who essentially eliminated all the. We don't understand exactly how, but the end result, he's the only Kang. He has one sacred timeline. He's the winner. He survives. Mm -hmm. He gets killed. And the timeline starts having Nexus events mm -hmm. and it starts splintering to into the multiverse. 
at that point, is that when we're thinking the Council of Kangs is is formed? Like that's the moment where like all the Kangs come back. Is that what we're thinking? My the way that I interpret it is probably not far off from that, Brian. So as a refresher for those who maybe didn't watch the season finale of Loki or just need an up to date, he says, I was able to isolate the timeline and I just prevented any further branching. Now he doesn't say that he eliminated anybody else. He just said, I was able to preserve this. So that way it didn't branch anymore to prevent basically every, all of these other things from happening. Okay. The way that I am understanding it is that he who remains is killed. So it starts branching off right. into these other versions. And that's what those three Kangs are concerned about is that we worked hard to get this into one streamlined thing. Right. And it's this it's it's actually Ant-Man's fault that it's branching <laughs> off, not Incredible. realizing all the other stuff from Loki happened. So there's a lot going on. Oh. Got and it. a lot of other things happening oh, okay. here where they've because I think that that's where they're like they're because remember there's this they ruined all our hard work and then there's this shot of all the branching happening. I'm interpreting is the branching is this prevented the war from taking place so we could all get our bag and get ours essentially. Got it. Jeez. Oh, okay, I didn't I didn't piece that together like that and I missed a step. I want to skip the feud and I. Mm -hmm. it, Here's the thing about phase five. It's going to require me to keep up with a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. Like a lot of moving, um, like variants, like keeping up with yeah. all of the variants. Like that's kind of hard for me. The one who remains must have been with the other three Kings that called the council meeting, right? Like one of the core powerful Kings. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming then he dies. There's only three left. Is that our, mm. is that okay? No, I... there's, there's a couple of people here that are missing. So let me, let me kind of give you up to speed on all the research I've okay. done regarding Kang. So Kang, the conqueror, one of many Kangs. First off, Kang's first appearance is in Fantastic Four number 19 in 1961 as Rama Tut. So one of the three Kangs mm -hmm. that we saw in that post credit Got scene it. was someone in a very Egyptian garb. That's right. Rama Tut, one of the original versions of Kang. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of a tip of the hat and a nod to like the original first appearance. There's okay. also um, a Mortis, which was the other Kang that was in a full suit, like a full guard and okay. garb. And then there is the, hold on. I want to look up the name, right? Because it's important that I get it. Um, but there's also another version of Scarlet him. Centurion, right? Scar Scarlet Centurion is rumored to be that third version. And they are some of the more powerful versions of Kang, right? Kang's original, like my understanding of his original, like, first interpretation of why he's doing what he's doing is he kind of hints at he says like i've lost a lot so he, he has this exchange that. with him he's like i've lost a right. lot my understanding is that his wife and kid died yes that's and then okay. he I learned how to comment. manipulate time to be able to go back and essentially replace them but as he started doing it it kept slipping through his fingers because he started right. encountering more kangs and kind of goes off that way there right. is another kang called kang prime to kind of okay. inside like to kind of imply the prime timeline the way that the council of kangs worked is they kind of came together to make decisions but Amortis actually tricks prime kang into saying like you should go out and kill every other version of kang so that way you know yeah. you have a better shot at getting your wife and your kid back and he 
kind of falls for that and starts going off and off in Kangs. And that's how he becomes the strongest one and how we get so few going forward. So Got I it. imagine going forward, the theme of this will be is this might be not be Kang the Conqueror that we dealt with, that we deal with going forward. It is going to be like Kang Prime that we end up dealing with at the end. There's also rumors on the street that there could be a Beyonder appearance in there. That mm -hmm. seems a bridge too far, but that because Beyonder is another I, version of Kang who's responsible for the events of Secret Wars to a certain extent. I think to your to your point, Marcus, reviewing all that, I think the one who remains, the one that showed up in Loki, I think I think he's a done deal. I don't think I think that oh. Kang is is dead. No, no, he's gone. right, he's dead. But was would he have been? When he was alive, a part of that original three of most powerful Kangs. Probably installed to, by the Council of Kangs to right, preserve the prime timeline. Right. So, like, that's the only part I'm confused on is why oh. it was him that was chosen to maintain the timeline solo. And then the other three were there. Here's my so here is kind of one of the things I'm 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 dealing with right now. I know phase five just kicked off, but that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, and, and to lot. see the main Kang quote, quote unquote die. Now I'm confused again of like, okay, so when do we actually get the Kang that we need to see? I know that so, that's not the purpose, but that's where my mm -hmm. head is at. Fair question. So in the interviews that Kevin Feige has been, or Kevin Feige that, that he's been doing, he says that, uh, that quantum mania is a, is a direct line to Kang dynasty. Okay. So if I'm just taking it at those words, I think it could be as simple as like we see these variants of Kang popping up like mm -hmm. in different places and people are mm -hmm. just like, that's weird. And they kind of like move on with the main mm -hmm. movie, but it's maybe getting to a multiversal point where there's more incursions, which they mention like at the literal yeah. end of Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. And at that point, something is going to happen in Kang Dynasty where that kang the conqueror or the ant-man kang however we want to title him he's coming back yeah. and and maybe he doesn't feel like kang anymore maybe he's something else beyond there he's beyond uh, kang he's beyond i don't know i don't know if that's the way it goes or maybe he is the big bad kang because he's like been stuck there forever and he wipes out everybody so that's kind of where my head's at well he would be the smartest kang if he enters the this from the videos we've I've seen, like he enters the probability storm and he's with these all these other Kangs and then he becomes the smartest Kang because he sees all the possibilities and everything that could happen and everything that right. will be. Hmm. Then that takes him to the be. I'm a believer in the Beyonder route that Kang becomes the Beyonder, yeah. but we can talk about that at a different day. That's a whole. That's a whole. The yeah. Beyonder is his whole other thing. I don't know, um, and it's a lot. I think if we kind of bring this ship back to Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp Quantumania. Let's do it. I think Anna brings up a really great point that I think mm -hmm. is both kind of problematic for the movie overall. Because she, she asks, like, why was he trying to escape? Why was he banished? In terms of motivation for a villain, we're yeah. not really clear on it. We mm -hmm. know he's yeah. a bad dude, but it's all... In, to use law and order language, it's all <laughs> circumstantial evidence, right? Boom, boom. Like it's all like people are saying, yeah. like, "Oh, he's the worst," or "Oh, he's really dangerous." Even Janet goes like, "I touched it and I saw all the terrible things mm -hmm. that he did," but we never really truly understand what he's trying to escape to go right. and do. And so I think, in terms of like villain motivation, 
I I think he's a ter- he's a great big bad. I mean, he scared oh. the shit out of me. Yeah, Jonathan Major steals the show. He's fantastic. This Happy movie Black is like History, he did great. <laughs> that line where he delivers, there was one comment I saw like in terms of like online like hate. I kind of said like someone said like, "Oh, I don't know what the stakes are for Ant-Man." I was like, "How do you know what the stakes are?" Like literally Kang I, says to Ant-Man, I, I'm going to kill your daughter and I'm going to make you relive that same moment over and over and over again oh my until gosh. you beg me to die. Which is the like, reason Scott Holy wanted shit. That's why he stopped being Ant-Man was to be with his daughter. A hundred percent. Like that was the I, whole purpose. He didn't want her to be a hero. He didn't want high. her to. Yeah, they're high. Yeah. I, I worry about media literacy. Like they, <laughs> there's no... There's no other way to interpret Jonathan Majors like making that monologue. I, like unless mm-hmm. you're doing it in bad faith. Like there's no way that I get there of like there's no stakes. Like dude, he's going to kill his daughter. Like you might yeah. say like, "Oh, that's super basic or tropey." Sure, maybe, but it's very clear what the villain is is doing okay. and what Scott needs to do. Can yeah. I play devil's advocate a little bit there? Please. How's point? that? I understand that the stakes is killing the the daughter, right? But going back to my point, the ending is so perfect. I don't feel like I lost. I don't feel like the stakes were there because he got everything. Everything ended perfectly, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. for Scott outside of what we know is going to lead into something bigger. Like, let's remove that part for right now. At the end of this scene, he's eating a birthday cake with his family around them. The daughter gets a suit. Everybody's back. Everybody's happy. So I can understand to maybe the average consumer who doesn't really pay attention to movies as much, the stakes didn't seem as high because the villain lost. He, Ant-Man, got everything he wanted, and everything seems fine. And that's and, and surrounding, I also want to add another like layer. This is considered the kickoff to Phase 5. And the biggest introducing the biggest of the biggest bads of uh, like officially. So I don't know what thoughts are on that. I I mean, this does feel very much like it feels like this is going to be a moment. And I feel like this is recently like, again, getting a little bit away from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and a little bit into like MC, the state of the MCU is of now. It does seem to me that like stingers or end of movies seem to be moments where it's like we're going to pick this up later mm-hmm. two years from now. Like yeah. I fully expect a scene where that starts another movie, whether that's the Kang dynasty, whatever that is, where you cut, you open up on that exact birthday cake yeah. scene and yeah, yeah. you see it from Scott's perspective. And there's a Kang sitting across the yep. fucking room, hundred percent drinking a scotch. Expecting. And yeah. that's what I think is happening. Yeah. And I think the reason why is it's a, this is more of Kevin Feig being like, no, 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 no. Got it. You got to fucking wait. Like, yeah, at, you know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like. This is because they did the same thing with Doctor Strange, where it was like, let's jump into the dark dimension, rip, jump and credits. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, that seems very yeah. halt. That's a very that. like stagger, like a very stark stop. So we're getting another stark stop at the end of this one. And it's sort of I think it's leaving us kind of going like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? I guess I I mean going back to what you said, Marcus. I guess for me, like it, it maybe wasn't like the most exciting like yeah. stakes. If we're, if we're like it, it wasn't anything like we do this or the quantum realm has changed forever. We open up multiversal travel forever. It was really just like I want to save my daughter, which 
again, very, very basic, but like that's that's what Scott's main motivate one of his main motivations through all three movies. He's always been trying to do this stuff for his daughter. I don't know if it was elegantly executed. Uh, I, I'm happy to say that. Like, I, I feel like there was a lot happening in this movie and it feels like there's a two and a half hour cut that somebody made. And like, they're like, mm-hmm. no, nah, we can't, we can't make another two and a half Marvel MCU movie. We can't, we can't do that. We're going to, we got to cut this down. So maybe there's like more context and lines there that, that lead to it or like deepen that relationship. Because like, I think the pace of this movie maybe contributes to that feeling Marcus of like, yeah, what just happened? Like, I feel like everything and nothing happened because the movie is moving so yeah. fast. This movie does not stop. It's like, yeah, I hope you all are still bre- And then I told Marcus this, is that, and again, I want to say this again. I enjoyed this movie. But one of the things that I think this movie does is it does feel like a little bit like someone is playing improv while they're writing. They were sort of mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, and, okay, they dive down to the quantum realm. <laughs> Great. Yes, and. They're like, and they meet a guy who wants to know how many holes he has. Great. Yes, and. Bill Murray shows up, and he's kind of there for like a second, <laughs> so that way he can be in it, and there's Only- hype around him being in it. Yeah. And then, yes, and. What about MODOK? And then, yes, and. And it's just like, at some point in time, it's like, like, are we, like, are we at the end of this movie yet? Like, <laughs> the fuck is happening here so it does feel like they do kind of like keep piling it on and expect you as a viewer to kind of dig yourself out of it so it's a lot i this movie all right my main thesis for this movie when i describe it to people when brian says the word thesis because it's gonna be great (laughs) is basically like this is to me a a classic b movie sci-fi genre like type film Sure. Like it is, it is something that is fun. They're amazing visuals. The character designs are like straight up inspired. There's a lot of high concepts here. Like by the time you reach uh, uh, Gentora, Gentara mm-hmm. and her band of resistance fighters, like mm-hmm. you're either on board with this movie or not when you're drinking the red goo to understand everybody. Like I feel like that's the point where it's like, if you're not enjoying this movie, like just stop because it only goes yeah. weirder from here. Like that's a make so break point. I do. I do feel like that's the break point in mm-hmm. this movie because after that, it's like, anyway, here's a multiversal storm. Just go with it. Um, anyway, Kang sees the future. He knows exactly what's going to happen. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the buildings are alive. It's just like, it's, it's that type of stuff, Doug, where like, I totally agree with you. It is very much a yes. And of like, yeah. we're going to get weird with this. And that is like, they really wanted that to be the setting. Like, I don't know, to make you feel off balance, to make it feel like, wow, we are like way off the radar. We are way off, like past the red line of what we know. Um, and, and I, it works for me because I love yeah. high concept sci-fi, but I also understand for some people like that doesn't work for them. Like, cause uh-huh. it's a lot, it's a lot of concepts to be okay with to then enjoy the end of the movie. Do you like Farscape? What if we <laughs> made it Marvel and it's, got a little bit of that going on sure especially that scene where you're in the bar and you're like what okay <laughs> i do want to take a minute i do want to take a minute and talk about another piece of this movie that i loved What's which that? is hank pym 
I don't know if he was written to be He's the, the like, audience surly pirate of mm-hmm. like <laughs> Uh, the surly pirate oh, of this man. whole movie, but when he was, he's walking through things, going like, "Holy shit, that guy's made of broccoli!" <laughs> like, and there's a part of me that's like, "Like, did somebody know?" It felt like they were like, "Okay, uh, hey, uh, you're gonna do your screen test. Here's some of the aliens," and he right. reacted that way just naturally. <laughs> like Michael Douglas was just like, "Holy shit, a broccoli man!" And they were like. <laughs> Put it in there, like it just because <laughs> that was like oh, oh my, and he says yeah. it again. He's like, oh my, holy shit! Like, <laughs> yeah, he gets both of the both of those. Like, yeah, in he's the, the reason this is PG thirteen. Like, he's the reason you only get so many. Yeah, so I really appreciated Michael Douglas's acting in this. Like, I thought it was very like a breath of fresh air. I mean. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like he he flies a spaceship with with like goo arms. Like yeah. I, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. it's it's very it is very out there yeah. sci-fi kind of pulp type yeah. stuff. And I think that's the reason I enjoyed it. Like that yeah. is definitely one of the reasons I enjoyed it, as well as the Cassie Scott stuff. I thought I thought Catherine Newton did a really good job. In Marcus did not. Marcus, within oh. the first 30 minutes of this movie, goes, what? I find her to be so obnoxious. And my response no! is like, well, maybe she'll die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kang did threaten to kill her. He, he did. Close. He did. And he was not fucking around. The, no. Here's the reason why. It's not the actress. It's It was just the character, right? And it's like, I get it. Like, passionate teen who wants to be a hero you saw your dad be a hero and your dad's been gone and you really want to step up and be part of the family and you have these abilities and the knowledge to be able to do that sure but it felt like she was blaming scott sometimes then i was like damn like but he didn't he didn't have a choice to be gone you know what i mean like i was like he didn't ask to get blipped and she was like taking it out on him and he put all of this aside to be a dad to you and to me, I felt like, okay, those moments that that she kept, like, rebelling and not listening mm-hmm. against it, like, she was missing that point that, like, hey, he sacrificed a lot. And to me, I guess from an outside perspective, obviously, you know, she's not going to know how much he sacrificed and all this other stuff. But he did write a book about it. You know what I mean? And, like, she does live with him. And I just felt like that point just kept being missed. So to me... She was being annoying, but by the end of it, I was fine. Like I was fine with her as as, as a character. I I do think you bring up a good point though, like of, and maybe this is setting again. This does feel like we're setting the table for a dinner we may or may not have later. Like hey. if this is setting up a young Avengers, she doesn't realize the sacrifice that goes along with it, and then later she has to learn the sacrifice. Right. And I do think that this is not to 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 use what some folks are using to criticize this movie this does feel very marvely right like it does feel like a she'll trust me she'll have to deal with these consequences later <laughs> wink uh, trotting on to the next one like that <laughs> it does feel that way a little bit where we're sort of having to do some of that so i get your point and i think you're right i think she'll eventually kind of i do get though it just i enjoyed seeing scott's interpretation and the importance of the relationship to him where he's like 
I'm even willing to be on the wrong side of this right. to preserve yeah. what I have. And, and he was I a like good and he's always I like that Scott has always been a good dad. Like mm-hmm. right. it hasn't been a fluctuation of oh he's in and out of my life. It's all it's like it's if one thing is clear through Ant-Man, heist movie or no heist movie, the the jump from heist movie to sci-fi movie, whatever it is. Yeah. He's been a good dad consistently. And that's something that I like to see is like, hey, he's trying his hardest to be just a good father, just to be there. And like, right. mm-hmm. like that's like that's also fine. You know what I mean? And so I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, here's he, I got a question. Yes. I, not really a question. I have a Please comment. comment, question, whatever you have. I'm excited <laughs> to have it. Do we think that this movie would have been received a little bit differently with a different character at the focus. What do you mean? Like, what if, respect? If not the Ant-Man family. Oh. What, you know, is there a different character? I have a family in mind I that I think that this would have been better with. <laughs> but then I'm also thinking about other options as well. Is there, like, Doctor, is there a way that Doctor Strange could have been the lead in this movie and it would have been maybe everything I wanted it to be with the Kang interaction. That's the biggest thing for me. Let me tell you, let me start there. The one thing that I was excited about the most in this movie was Jonathan Majors and Kang. Yeah. And it delivered yeah, on that. It, I think it, yeah, it delivered. It did. It did. And what I, what I didn't really care for was the, I mean, Ant-Man is a funnier movie. I don't want to say I didn't really care for it. The comedic timing of some things was off to me. Well, it, this movie is jarring tone-wise, and, yeah. and I, oh, I don't yeah. know a better way yeah. to say it. And I, I'm speaking as somebody that enjoyed it, but I mean, you'd have like, haha, it's Paul Rudd in a Baskin-Robbins outfit as he's trying to get through the, the, the multiversal storm mm-hmm. to save his daughter. I was like, this is funny, but like, this is super serious and like mind-bending weird to see a bunch of Ant-Mans. Like, did that guy die? Yeah. It, it's tonally all over the place. Yeah. And it's just, and it, and it, it just, and it's like you have these moments with Kang that are so fucking serious. Like he oh is my beating gosh. the dog shit oh, out of Ant Man. Ant Man got his ass kicked. Like he, he didn't do Whooped. anything to Kang. Whooped. Even when he <laughs> did try to throw a little punch at his jaw, you could tell Kang kind of like ate that shit. And <laughs> like, so <laughs> I was like, good. And he was throwing some jabs in there. Like that little Creed training like, came in. Like he was like, scoop, scoop, scoop. And I was like, God damn, he big as hell. Right. Yeah. There's but, there's no reason Ant-Man should have come out alive on that one. Like, yeah, because Kang really could have just walked. Dog he walked messed him up. He could have mm-hmm. dog walked his ass. But is Ant-Man the right? Was Ant-Man the right character to do this to storytelling and introduction with? Could you see it done with anybody else and could be done better? Done. Anna, Anna says she agrees with me. <laughs> I don't think Ant-Man as a superhero. Um, so. I share the next comment she made because that's but who else could have done it? Only Ant Man had time in the quantum realm. I love it because Anna is me in this a little bit. Because (laughs) Anna for me is like, yeah, maybe he's not the strongest, maybe a comedic superhero, or up until this point, as far as the MCU is. And I think this is another instance of like saying, like, we're inspired by the comics in co- comics, right. but reread that again. Inspired is bolded, underlined, and italicized. Yeah, yeah. like inspired by, like, like adaptation. So I think, to a certain extent, I think in terms of the MCU, Anna's a hundred percent right. 
Ant-Man's the only one that has ever talked about the quantum realm. They're right. the only one. I mean, it was the main focal point of Ant-Man and the Wasp. There was a two-hour movie about the Ant-Man trying to get to the quantum realm. So right. much so that they were talking about quantum, um, like, fusing, like, of your own, the mm -hmm. quantum realm making it into your own DNA. That's it was the only right. one with that record. Now, comic book-wise... Fantastic Four seems to deal ding, a ding, lot ding, more ding. with this. <laughs> but and what they call the micro, what do they call it? The they micro. call it a microverse. Yep. yep. But I, that's too much. And Marvel has never been one to say, like, you know, we're going to introduce a new villain, a new location, and yeah. a new superhero family. I that's actually yeah, a good I just point. don't think that... Think about it. Look back throughout all of the MCU. You're right. It's either new superhero and what I would determine a like not a lower class villain, but not a global threat level villain. Let's Eternals. What about Eternals? That, they did it in Eternals. You're right. They did all three. That Eternals. is the that is the one difference. That's the exception. That but also rule. look at the look at the reception of Eternals. People fucking hated that. <laughs> Did they hate Eternals because of the weird? No, it was because they were banging out in the field and nobody heard it. That was true. And no sand and crotches. That was also a problem. That's why, yeah. Two thumbs that was down barely for me. a romance scene. Like, barely. I, like, like that was that was. They were like, "This is the first romance." Scene it wouldn't go MCU on nip And it was like, anyway, here's Gemma Chan's back. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, there's this really big alien with like eight eyes, and it was like, "That's it? Are you serious? <laughs> like, are you Come serious? On, right you, your tits this out. is what you hyped Gemma Chan's Come back? On, but Iron really, like, Iron Man I... Two is like Iron Man Two is not a new villain, not a new Luke, not a new location, like not a new superhero, not a like not a new location, but new concept plus new I, villain. I disagree. Easy to understand. You get War Machine and you get you introduce the War Machine, that's mm -hmm. a new hero, and then you get a new villain with Whiplash and Justin Hammer. But not a global threat level villain. Those are in terms of the MCU, oh, those are B squad level villains. Okay, so you get Spider-Man. Then you also get Scrolls. Then you also get Mysterio. Those are like eight different Holy movies. Buckets. No, that's <laughs> all in Iron Man 2? No, oh no, 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 no. In, I was like, this, what in, movie no, did no, you no, watch? Spider-Man No Way Home. You gotta stop by I mean, uh, so Far from home. Spider-Man Far from Home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll go back to that in a this bonus. Kang, episode. This Kang theory got my head hurting because it does. Like, Your brain is everywhere. <laughs> um scrolls, vulture, and mysterio is a lot. No, I'm kidding. I just um, think it, I just think I think Fantastic Four, given the history of Fantastic Four and its critical and audience reception was never going to be on the table. No, no, no. I, it's too soon to have the Fantastic oh, Four. Oh, yeah. I mean, on paper, contract-wise, as planning, as I don't even know well, what you would call it, like outside of being, like yeah. when it comes to planning the MCU, it's way too soon to include Fantastic mm -hmm. Four. But I feel like this story could have been done better with a different type of family. Like you introduced, you got grandma and grandpa, they got their own thing. Grandma, Grandpa, Hope, all in the same ship. Mm -hmm, then you right. get Cassie and Ant-Man. Then you got a Kang story and a halfway MODOK story. And then you get a Quantum Realm story because Ooh, everybody right. exists in Quantum Realm. Then you kind of get a halfway Bill Murray given like a little bit of the past. Not even. Yeah, Bill like, Murray's in the past. Stop. 
yeah. and eighth. Yeah. Bill eighth, Murray is like, Bill Murray is like, hey, are you feeling like you don't know what's going on? Here's <laughs> Bill Murray to make you feel better. Like, that is Bill exactly Murray? what it feels like. You love also, Bill Murray from Golden Busters. He, he, he had sex with Michelle Pfeiffer. All right, y'all. Now mm-hmm. he gets eaten. Yeah, <laughs> basically. It. Yeah. I, I going back to your question though, Marcus, I feel like I, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover like the the practicalities of it because I think you two explored like the narrative pieces uh-huh. of it really well. And Anna's yeah. saying here, I kept losing track of all the characters and where they were in the story. By the way, me too. Yeah, uh me too. when Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly are like in the whatever like the equivalent the of a desert. Yeah. And like yeah. I was just like, why? Why am I seeing this? Like, this is so. Why is she sliced the guy's arm I, off just to ride a stingray? And I was like, right. And huh? like, that's B movie schlock that I enjoy. But it it was like, I want to know what's happening to Scott and Cassie. Yeah. Anyway, um, I agree with that, Anna. There was just so much happening here, and and Evangeline Lily's just like, I'm here, and everyone's like, nobody cares. Um, but I, I think so when you're looking to like introduce Kang. I I feel like what happened was they were like, okay, like what movies do we have under contract that we can put Kang in? Like, like, can we get Elizabeth Olsen? And they're like, no, like Mm -hmm. she's done. She Mm -hmm. did multiverse. And like, okay, can we get Captain Marvel? And like, she's got to do her own thing. Okay. What about uh, Iron Man? He's dead. And they're like, okay, who do we have left? (laughs) We've got Ant-Man. Who? Right, and they look at this thing. They're like, "Uh, we got Guardians and Moon Knight and uh, Ant Man." They're like, "Okay, Ant Man, Ant Man." This <laughs> like, I, I, it just kind of yeah. felt like who was ready and available. Yeah, and it felt like that's how they made this decision. For me, I do feel like having a Doctor Strange or a Wanda like type conflict with Kang would be. I think that would be really cool because you're getting into like Nexus events. You're getting into like really the nitty gritty of the multiverse. Mm-hmm. But I also understand why they went with Ant-Man because it's it's very, very contained. It's 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 something that you can you can Mm -hmm. get your head around because I think that I think Marvel's going to start challenging the audiences a little bit here because I think Loki was the first step. Like they were like, Mm -hmm. okay, watch Loki if you're because this is what's going to come. And I feel like for the movie audiences, they're like, it's going to be too much if this is like expanded anymore Mm -hmm. so ant-man gives us a chance to like it's only in the quantum realm you're running into kang in a very limited area with limited resources and then we're going to show you what we can do with kang Mm -hmm. now that you understand the basic that's a good point now that you now that you understand there are other versions of him to deal with and that's why the stinger at the very end of like essentially the loki season two trailer yep like was very much like victor timely is one of the notable aliases of Kang. So dealing with him is like a, you just saw him here, you know he's dangerous. Right. And even Loki says like, no, that's him. Like that's him, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think, go ahead. uh, And I, I appreciate that point of like the contained, when you tell a story in a contained world, it is a it is a little bit easier to consume because if that would happen in the real world, you would have been wondering where where was all the Avengers at? Right. Where was blah 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 blah? Right. So I, I do appreciate that um, theory. I guess for me, I'm kind of like, um, so is it is it this idea that Kang, all of those Kangs and the Council of Kangs can pop up? I'm not used to. I remember what I was saying. I'm not used to seeing the big bad villain in so many 
projects that aren't the big thing. Yeah, right. We didn't get Thanos first appearance. Oh my gosh. Till end of the Avengers. I gotta Got, do it myself. Yeah. When he technically, the gun, right? technically the end of I feel like it was Age of Ultron was where he was like, sometimes you have to do okay. things yourself. And he like was he's pulling yeah. it out. Yeah. I feel like it was. I, all I remember is when Guardians of the Galaxy came out, like oh, right. Thanos had speaking yes. lines he had presence and people yep. were like oh snap like yeah. he is right there you you don't even know he's right like the yeah. gravitas yeah. that had and like people in my theater were whispering like it was a big deal and i like that we're going the whole other way now of just like no 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 you're gonna see him everywhere. all the time like he can yeah. be he could literally pop and with bob yeah. Iger taking over and saying no less is more quality over quantity Honestly, Kang could pop up in any of these projects that isn't yep. what Thunderbolts and yeah. Uh, oh, he could be anywhere, out. and they can yeah. hand wave it to be yeah. just fine. Yeah, I and I think we're gonna get. I think what they're gonna do is they are gonna do all of the big, like th- like a bunch of. They're gonna do the big ones, right? Like they're gonna do Kang. They're gonna do Immortus. They're gonna do Scarlet Centurion. Like we're gonna see these like six big versions of him victor timely like we're gonna see these big versions of him before we get to beyonder or kang prime like does we're that gonna... water kang down before no. i get there like there this there's this idea that if you keep showing me and teasing me on kang and then every kang gets their ass beat if nobody understands the end goal is to get to a bigger badder version of kang and then it's like okay you know, does that well, with people's attention spans, does that throw anybody off? I think, I guess to me, I love the idea of Kang being everywhere and being present and being like this just thorn in people's sides of mm-hmm. like, what is it going to take to get rid of this guy? Because mm-hmm. like Maggie and I had this really detailed discussion of like, this dude controls the timelines. Like they understand mm-hmm. it. They have the technology. How do you get rid of this guy? Because you can have Avengers in another multiverse defeat him, and he's just there's another yeah. Kang that's gonna go there. Like, yeah. and how do you do that? And I feel like there's a really cool way to wrestle with that question. I think there's a really cool way to show that question, especially mm. with the movies that we have slated coming out. Like, we have Captain America, New World Order, Thunderbolts, Blade, um, like Deadpool. Like, I feel like there's some really fun ways to show like. No, Kang's going to keep coming no matter how many times you fight him, no matter how many times you defeat him. This guy's going to keep coming. Yeah. And I feel like that's the really big question of how do you deal with that? I have my own theories. I have my own ideas. I have some fun ideas, but I feel like it doesn't water it down because it's it's more just like this monster you can't kill. Mm-hmm. And and that's scary. Well, again, what what fills you with more anxiety Right. Like you as an audience member, like what fills me with more anxiety is this concept of like, no, it's not just that, like, oh, he's I, I yeah, I dealt with him, but he said more were coming. God, every time and they're all dangerous, like if they're all dangerous and there are more coming, then every time I interact with one on screen, I'm going to be like, okay, what's his danger going to be? Right. Like, right. Why is he dangerous? So, Brian, to your point, like that cloud of Kang, some version showing up and fucking shit up and then maybe not being on screen anymore. And I think the other thing is, is it's like, yeah, if 
if it, where I go and where my knowledge of the character comes from is it's like, yeah, Ant-Man could beat this one because he's not the most dangerous one. Yeah, yeah. Loki can beat this one because he's not the most dangerous version of this one. Like, imagine if those are the ones that go away, imagine the one that you haven't seen yet right. that is going that they couldn't beat by themselves because we right. know that he's out there. It's yeah. just what does it look like and what does it be like? I get the concern, though, and I think, Marcus, your point of like other audiences are going to have a hard time. Like if you're not a deep like comic book nerd like we are, it's going to be hard for you to it see the other. It's going to be hard for you to be like. Well, you just beat him, so he can't be that dangerous. I think there are going to be folks who are into the movies, but not like deeply steeped in the lore that are going to go like, yeah, but you beat him, so it's not a big deal. I don't get it. I was expecting the ass whooping because the finale of this movie felt like something out of Endgame in in more ways oh, yeah. than one, right? Sure. Where Kang is facing on everybody, and he's losing, and he's the time chair, and it's everything is at stake here. And then... I was, I don't know. I guess I was just expecting Kang to whoop his ass and then disappear. And then the whole problem is, you know, we haven't heard Where from did him. He go? We when did him. he go? Yeah. Like that was what I was anticipating to happen. Not disappointed in this movie. I did enjoy it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not as bad as people said it was going to be. I don't have a lot of particular things. Like I will rewatch this. The only thing I really had a big problem with was Modoc's face. Um, oh, and I love so his little face. I'm so that, glad you brought that up. Yeah, his, the CGI and sometimes the the effects in some areas just was not oh the best. That desert sequence, that desert sequence was very like when she put I, her hand on the stingray, right? Yeah, I was very, yeah. I was like, this is not good. It like, was, and, I'm, and I'm usually thing. not harsh. I'm usually not harsh on like CG stuff or VFX, but yeah. it was just like it's very clear. You put Michelle Pfeiffer. And Michael Douglas and Angela mm -hmm. Lily in front of like the volume set they use for Mandalorian. You told them to like look for something in the distance mm -hmm. and told them to act their butts off. And like uh, it, it was just it, it was not good and not what I expect from like the MCU. And I don't know if it's because we know the history of MCU not treating mm -hmm. VFX artists very well. And we know that mm -hmm. they rush stuff. They know that we know that they change stuff at the last minute. That was the only time I felt that way in the entire movie. Everything else looked spectacular, especially the finale. I will watch this movie again for the finale. That was really good. But man, some of this stuff, though, looked real rough. And I don't know why. Brian, this movie had reshoots a month and a half ago. Did it really? <laughs> in an interview with Aunt, like with an interview with Paul Rudd, he said, like, yeah, we had to come back to reshoot the finale, the final pieces of it. You're again. kidding. Yes. I wonder I, why. I also wonder why. Huh. And I think, and remember, because Kevin, of the CG stuff, right? No, it's not. But Kevin Feige is all Kevin Feige has also said like, yeah, reshoots in our business, especially with this business, they're going to happen and yeah. no one should be alarmed by them. Um, I also think Brian, it was really intentional. If you noticed that the CG folks got top billing in the end credit scene <laughs> ahead of all did. of your actors and actors before the actors. Yeah, and I, I actually didn't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't. Oh yeah, that. it went, it went, it went director, it mm -hmm. went producers, it went CG top CG folks, and then it oh, went wow. Paul Rudd and everybody else. Yep. Well, I mean, as it should, like that's an alley absolutely. Sequence is absolutely stellar that's a lot of cgi you it, can't do that practically no like none of that was practical and i yeah. i it, i'm really i was really impressed by it it's 
again, it was only one sequence in this movie. Like, I, I don't think it's like a moral failing of anyone, but it's just like Marvel, slow down and just like finish your homework. Like, yes, it, it was just very clear that it it, it was rushed. Yeah, time to finish your homework. <laughs> That's what it feels yeah. like. Yeah, it's better to do it right than to get it done. Like, do it the right way the first time than just to do it. I think Marcus, you like Modoc for me. My my biggest gripe is. I felt like Modoc was used for comic relief. Oh, that's all that he was used for. Even his, I, they laughed at him yeah. when he died. It kind of well, made yeah. me, it kind of made me a little like, come on, like you can't, what? you can't do him a little bit different. Like he's a, he's supposed to be like a threatening villain, and you threw him under the bus and kind of went like, meh. Oh my gosh, I'm totally on the other side of this. Modok has never ever been any like serious threat. He's a floating little head with guns. Like he's recently, never been yes. Anything. Original appearance, no. Like original appearance, he's like a big threat to the Avengers that has to be overcome. Well, sure. Recently, they I think recently we as a society have kind of gone <laughs> like, all right, he's a big fucking floaty head with a lot of like attachments. And well, in the so, video game, he's a big threat, right? The, the the Avengers, Avengers like game. the latest Avengers, yeah, that came yeah. out. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah, he's like the main big bad. Um, but I don't know. I I like the way they did Modok because, like, if they tried to play that for serious, like, I wouldn't. I I would have like laughed in their face because, like, especially with like just stretching his face. It's just <laughs> like that was funny. It should be funny. It is it is supposed funny. to be funny? I didn't think. Yeah, I, I don't. I just. I seen better CGI, and then for you to show me, yeah, we. <laughs> oh well, I mean, look, we missed yeah, Luis. And we missed Luis in, ask you know, saying Modok was a poor substitute for for Lewis. Do Don't get me Luis. wrong; I think we needed him to recap everything that had happened since yeah. the last time we. I'm had surprised seen he him. didn't make an appearance. I'm very surprised, surprised too, because that yeah. would have been sick as hell. But what a, also, fine. he wasn't present at the dinner. Like right. that's your friends and family yeah. after like celebrating a big event, and your business partners aren't there. Modoc just didn't hit for me, and it's the face. I'm fine with how they carried the character, but the don't be a dick. I don't want to die a dick, and at least I died an Avenger. And then they laughed over his body. You know what I mean? Like it was. It just kind of. I don't know. Well, right? I mean, yeah, like, you should. Like, he tried to kill a kid. Like, but then he came like, back. You should like, like the oh, dude. Fair the point. Dude is a terrible person. Even when he was a regular human. He was trying to steal stuff to give to Hydra terrorists. But he came And also, also tried to kill a child. Not just also like a fully fledged teenager, but also tried to kill Cassie like, when she was a child. And then he goes to the quantum realm and he's like, well, the only way that I can survive here is to be a floating head with guns and subjugate this entire population. Like at no point was he like, nah, you know what? I'm going to turn a new leaf and I'm going to rebel. Like, no. Like the only time well, he did a good thing was when Cassie was like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, like that's funny. That's well, for Modoc to funny. tell me who to be, I don't know who to be. Y'all didn't find a problem with that? That we waited till the end of the movie to hear that line? Tell me who to be. Who am I supposed to be? And well, she's just I mean, like, don't be a dick. And I'm kind of well, like, uh, either introduce the character or don't. Like, use him or don't. Well, that's here's, funny. Well, here's here's the portion. Is that this I, a funny movie or is this Kang is kicking your ass and this is the I Conqueror's mean, movie? Well, again, it's both. Yeah. Well, and here's the other <laughs> I thing. I need to pick like, a tone. <laughs> here's the, you're right. There's some tonal problems. To be fair, I feel like Modok is always one of those like he's is he a machine or is he a human being? Mm -hmm. 
Because when you see him at his most villainous, he has given himself entirely to the machine. Sure. When you see him at his most comedic is battling between these machine like level like ambitions right. but with human characteristics. So I think to a certain extent, they did a good job of flushing that out here. It's just I think more or less the issue is, is it's a tone problem. Like, like, yeah. Yes, is it is it comedic for them to be laughing because he's like, I'm an Avenger. Like, yes, that's funny, <laughs> but also like he's dead. And the he's last dead. thing he does is like limp wrist Scott in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, which is hilarious, which is hilarious. But like, and there are moments, but, the, but then you have to just <laughs> But then you have to like juxtapose that with moments where Kang looks at him and goes, "Don't speak in my presence again." Right? Like those are the You're same absolutely right. Like you're absolutely right, and that's right. hard to square up. No, Brian it, it is. That fucking Modok, no, it's hilarious. Modok is this silly little man. Like he's just he's like the embodiment of like an assistant regional sales manager who's <laughs> never gonna get the promotion, <laughs> and the little bit of power that he does have completely misuses it, and every. Every time he goes home, he's like, no, I'm really I'm going to get the promotion, even though everybody hates him because he abuses everyone around. That's him. the reason why if you're looking <laughs> for a great MODOK, like if you're trying to get your MODOK fill, go watch the Hulu show. Yeah, MODOK. yeah. Pat Ditto. Oswalt yeah. MODOK. It is absolutely outstanding. Like, I don't know. The way Absolutely they play Bodok in this movie, it reminds me, like, of Randall from Recess. I don't know if anybody watched yeah. that show. Oh, the snitch. Like, shit. Just yeah. Randall the snitch. snitchy guy yeah. who just... And it's like, that's why I enjoyed the line of Cassie and the simple delivery of, like, don't be a dick. Like, this isn't hard. Like, just, you see what's happening. Don't be a jerk. And then, like, that's all it took for him to, like, do his thing. That's funny. And then he's like, I died an Avenger. We clearly know he didn't. We know what an adventure does. Yeah. You're just like a weasel in a robot suit, dude. Like, get out of here. I loved it. I loved Modoc. I thought it was funny. That's I'm glad. Assistant, <laughs> assistant, assistant to the regional to the manager. Regional manager. Thank um, you, Anna. I'm trying to think. Of, like, there's any... I, I think <laughs> I think there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> We've been talking about this movie for like. An hour and a half. Yeah, where do you where do you rank this? Where do you rank this in recent releases? Like last three Marvel projects or movies, more specifically. Uh, this is I, hard. I I don't think I'm going to be able to rank it without really thinking about it and combing through it. I think mm-hmm. what I will say is, as I I could I could dismiss Thor and Love and Love and Thunder as being as a Taika Waititi's a comedian. He worked more comedy in. That's why it had a tone problem. I think this though says no, 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 no. Like it wasn't just it wasn't just Taika. Yeah. I, I, I as a Marvel yeah. as a Marvel person, if I'm looking at the past few projects, that's a good point. There's a part of me that's like no, no, no. It wasn't Taika Waititi being problematic as a director and a comedian. It is there's a tone problem, and Marvel is trying to keep the fun. By yeah. being like watching Cap, watching Ant Man by like fight like soldiers <laughs> on a battlefield in a m- tiny little quantum realm isn't fun enough. So work some comedy in there. Yeah. Like it, it does feel like they hired a team of folks to be like punch it up a little and make it funny. Like hundred <laughs> percent. And that rem- that scares me. Do we remember the first phase of Marvel when mm-hmm. the tone of the movies in the first couple in the first few phases of Marvel, like? 
it wasn't as funny. Like, if I'm thinking back to Iron Man, right, it had funny moments, right? One-liners, punchers. Even Thor smashing his beer on the floor saying more. I like this. Give me another. Give me another. Yeah, give me another. And then even uh, give me give me something else. Give me another. Give me um, – there's like – all. I'm thinking of all these different mar- – like, I'm trying to uh, – The original Avengers where he goes, like, that man's playing Galaga. Like, that's yeah. – Yeah. Yeah. Like, that it was like hint of funny. But now I'm trying to detect when the tone switch happened for Marvel. I mean, I feel, I guess I feel like it's always been this like action movie star Schwarzenegger right. wink at right. you. I feel right. like it's always oh, been yeah. like that, but I do feel like there have been more winks in some yes. projects. I don't mind the winks. I have always, I, I have enjoyed the comedy. I think, I actually think the comedy it in Miss Marvel is, is really good. Um, and yeah, and when they call out stuff on themselves, I also think that's funny. Um, I, I, but I agree. I, I feel like, I feel like this movie didn't know how to blend the two. Um, <laughs> we can thank Jess for the main. In parentheses. In parentheses. Thank. Yeah. I agree with that though. I agree with that. I think the other thing is, is it's a, I think it's a, we are starting to feel the absence of Robert Downey Jr. Because Robert mm. Downey Jr. as an actor somehow was able to deliver that like nudge, nudge, like, like mm-hmm. suave, like he was suave. I mean, he was able to deliver that so well yeah. that they're like work people like that. They want more of that. And it's like, no, we didn't want more of that. We wanted more of him, which Tom Holland does well. It's the understated, it's the understated humor passing a comment that only the audience hears and not necessarily the characters on screen here. It's it's not a turn. It's not, I'm going to make a joke, turn and look at the audience and say, laugh now. Like that's kind of what I felt like the past. That's exactly what don't be a dick is. Yeah. By the way, Catherine Newton delivers perfectly. It's not on her. It's fine. I just think it's, it's interesting. Well, she's saying it in the middle of a battlefield and you're like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Okay, okay, all right. Now we're back yeah. to trying to fight yeah. Kang who's like losing it and just zapping people and he's yeah. clearly very angry. Like It's a big tone change. Like, first of all, yep. you want me to feel bad for Scott getting his ass dog walked? I don't. In the thing? I didn't <laughs> Dude, feel bad either. That was the one time I, didn't I, I got a root for the black man during Black History Month. But Kang <laughs> was like whooping his, I mean. I, yeah. I have seen every MCU project that has been released, and me knowing most of these movies have a good ending for like a solid five seconds, I was like, Scott "Is Kang gonna beat the hell out of Scott yeah. and like kill him? Is yeah. he like again? This was again. only five seconds. Yeah. I knew, but I was like, "Are they gonna like give him a concussion? Because they're what I getting thought. the again the paint beat out of him." Yeah. Doug Wagner is here for all the suffering. What greater suffering than to have Kang beat the dog piss out of out of out of Ant Man, and then his daughter has to cry yep. about how she yeah. was the one yep. responsible for bringing him to the quantum realm? Oh, that's fucking bleak. Killing her own dad, like <laughs> get fucked. Like that would have been awesome. That's how you set the tone for a fucking. Are you kidding? Right? Hire me as a writer. I yeah. trust me. My anxiety will yeah. work for you. That's... Let me give you the worst possible scenario. Mm, you want to punish somebody? Punish Cassie. You invented a device that brought your entire family to the Oof. quantum realm. You yeah. just got a portion of your dad back. You feel like a dick because you <laughs> lectured him about you need to be more of a superhero. He acts like a superhero and then your 
your mistake kills him because he runs up against Kang the Conqueror, this impossible force, and now you have to live your life without your dad because you were a dick about <laughs> you made shitty decisions. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh, that would have oh, been great. God. I feel like he anyway, just had a great release. That, two, that thoughts. Just, uh, two thoughts. I want to say you need a cigarette, Doug, or something. I might need to. Yeah. I might need to write that look, down look, and talk about that later. <laughs> Marvel, I know you listen to our podcast. Well, we uh, know you oh, listen. I do. says maybe it's Janice. We haven't talked about. We are now. The, Brian, can you remember your point? Just hold. Yeah. Can you remember no, no, no. Point? Go ahead. Do your thing. I want to talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Mm, because God damn. If anybody, I thought black don't crack, but Michelle Pfeiffer, she must be mixed with something because (laughs) God damn, (laughs) she is, she, I mean, every time she came on the screen with that wispy ass hair and she just looked beautiful. I mean, I mean, Marcus, I I know that your mother has identified (laughs) that you're single. And if I can recommend a dating pool for you. Have you considered oh, no. older women? Oh, yeah. Because so, you have a type. Hannah, Hannah Waddingham, that <laughs> sent you through the roof. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, it's it's pulling at an all-time high. Marcus, I hate to tell you this in front Angela of the world. Bassett. Ooh. Angela Bassett. Marcus, you might be I like cougars. into cougars. Wow. Like, I, I, don't think, I don't think there's any shame Holy in it. Shit. Own your shit. Oh my man. gosh. But have you considered Whoa. have you considered dating cougars? <gasps> wow. Oh my gosh. Also, <laughs> also, Marcus, your complaint about most of your recent romantic folks is they're not mature enough. Look, wow. man, I'm not trying to out your wow. shit in front of everybody, but you oh, might be into I cougars. mean, if Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman herself helped you make this realization, and we I, I just think that's a really boy neat. just became a man. I think that's really <laughs> neat. <on> this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Brian? I think that's really neat. I just think it's neat. Like Michelle Pfeiffer, like she's been with you in a lot of superhero movies. Like a lot. That's and then true. she's like, she basically comes to Quantumania is like, yes, yeah. I'm like a grandmother yeah. in this and i've seen some stuff and it's yeah. like you then have that realization it like through this whole with, journey i think that's neat it starts with leather great. and ends with wings and that is just like how my journey that's how my journey begins yeah man but roman Myers said this sounds <laughs> oh, like it should be a bonus yeah, this... <laughs> yeah if you missed our last bonus episode you can watch that now in the patreon we talked to, we had a really really was, great time i had hot discussion. chips as we talked about wrestlers oh, that's what happened flaming hot great. cheetos really Flamin quick to anna's point though really quick before we even delve into more nonsense janet <laughs> really could have like cut a lot of this in in the bud do i regret bringing up regret bringing up michelle maybe sorry <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you Janet shouldn't. at any point in time could have been like, Hey, so like I was like a rebellion leader and some bad stuff went down. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a guy down there. He can, uh, he has traversed the multiverse and he's a bad dude. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's gear up and let's go. Yeah. She could have said that at any point in time. I understand yeah. for the story why she did it. Very tropey, but yeah, we could. And they just Janet. forgave her. Like they forgave, and which is fine. Nobody was like, you could have said that. Yeah, nobody gave a fuck. He, if if your husband didn't care <laughs> that you was getting your shit off and having sex with a with a with a with an a alien quantum mania person, like 
okay. And he was like, you know what, babe? It's okay. I had needs. And she was like, I had needs. And he said, I had needs too. I slept with somebody. And he was like, it didn't work out. And she said, what happened? She said, he wasn't you, babe. And that was the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious, right? Oh, like, that, that was, was great. That was funny. Like, that was that great. That was great. That was great. And but she should have said something sooner. I mean, she could have. I mean, I, I'm not saying we should blame Janet, but Janet, you're not, you're not innocent. And I believe that you could talk to this family about anything. Like, they've seen stuff. Like yeah. Scott talks to a raccoon and and, and your and your husband like used to you, you get the it. The three like, of you got collectively out like snapped out of existence yeah. by a yeah. muscular grimace. Like let's not <laughs> like let's not <laughs> miss words here. Like muscular right. Grimace. Like people are gonna be okay with you having a separate life. It's gonna I mean, be believe it or fine, not, I Janet. was down there for 30 years. Uh, I mean, yeah. Oh. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a no-brainer. The math hey, checks out. I this mean, is turning into something very... Sir, I'm yeah. fighting amoebas. <laughs> I I am running I'm, into and a Everything man. is so wet, and you're not going to be inspired? <laughs> I'm horny, goddammit. <laughs> okay, I didn't expect it to take a turn that way. It is way. fucking wet. Everything was just so wet, and I fucking hated it. Like, ugh. I mean, at least they had a bar. I mean, in that's the quantum true. realm, that's, that's nice. True. That's nice. I would have taken advantage of why that. Why everybody beating around the bush and nobody wants to say anything? <laughs> uh, I'm just, no, I'm just saying, like, I, yes, I mean, yeah, like, if I'm fighting damn. amoebas and the only way for me to get closed is to slice a guy's arm off, like, yeah, like, you got to make your life there. Like, you do. It's true. Um, it'd, be, it'd be irresponsible for you not to make a life there. I feel like the movie was good. Like, I um, love I love that that's the fucking end of this. Yes, that's like, perfect. Absolutely. I, you know what? I feel the like the movie good. was good. It was good. <laughs> it, it's a little overhated. I definitely see why Ant-Man isn't anybody. I don't know if Ant-Man is, is anybody's top number one favorite trilogy. So I understand why like Ant-Man isn't anybody's necessarily. Yeah, I get that. May it's not be received fun. as well because it's an quote unquote Ant-Man movie. But I feel like Ant-Man has been consistent with their theme and tone throughout this mm-hmm. one just gets a little bit more rocky because you introduced an entirely new yeah. type of character that is the opposite tone of ant-man you know what i mean and so like yep. that's the only that that's the only problem but i want to give major props to jonathan majors man yes he is taking this role as seriously as he can and he also said he's not watching this he's not watching ant-man 3 because he doesn't want it to like hold him back from the future Kangs and versions that he'll do. Like he wants to be able to continue to evolve that character. And I think, I don't know what bag Marvel gave him to do this. Yeah. But it had to be a significantly big. Oh yeah. He's got to be getting like percentage of revenue on every film he's in or something like that. I mean, to play multiple characters. Yeah. He did walk away from that. He almost walked away from their first meeting. Well, and they were holding them up. I do appreciate that acting philosophy of like, I'm going to approach each one of the, these characters as a separate person with their own motivation yeah. instead of one version of the same thing. That means we're about to get some outstanding acting going yeah. forward. Like yeah. it's just yeah. going to be so good that we're not going to know what to do with it. I can't wait to see. I wish that the old guard was here to see him interact with that old guard, but I'm assuming that's what secret wars. If he's the beyond there, and that's how that goes down, then they will be back to be able to interact with Kang a little bit more. I want to see a Reed Richards interacting interaction 
as well. Well, and to be fair, I mean, Jonathan Majors, Jonathan Majors even said out loud, he's like, I would really like to see Kang fight Tony Stark. He like, did. I really oh, want to see I, that be a thing. Robert Downey Jr. is coming back for Secret Wars. Oh, like, I just yes, yes, that, yes, that, I am manifesting sure. that. I, like, sure. That's not even a question for yeah. me. Like, we know that. We know it, right? It's just a matter of how. Right. It's yeah. like, we know it is just a matter of how. Yeah, yeah, and I'm exactly. still trying to figure out who leads the Avengers in Secret Wars. Who would like? Oh Avengers man, like Captain too. Marvel, it's your time to shine, baby. You Captain Marvel, got this. my money's on Spider Man, but it could go I either way. Yeah. <laughs> I do too. I really do too. Like I think Chris Evans. I miss Chris Evans a lot. I like I, I think do. he was just I, so strong. Well, and I I feel like to, to to cut to the chase. I think this movie's a fine out of ten. I'm not even like going to give it a number score. Like this. <sighs> This movie is fine. It is fine. It is an MCU movie. If you like MCU movies, you will like this. That's that's yeah. it. Like it's a it's it's a good entry in the series. And like I do, I know Anna mentioned that she watched Endgame and she misses those OG folks, like the the original crew. And I do think it's interesting. Like we don't have any plans for like a a new next gen Avengers team up, and it's really weird how we have like all these mostly 20 year old women just like hey we all we're all the 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 women that trained under the original avengers we're ready to go and it seems like everybody's like nah it's fine like i mean i just feel like that movie writes itself it's weird i think it's weird that we don't have that i i don't know i think it's weird um I yeah, I Brian, I think that your ranking system's perfect. I think if you're someone <laughs> who has stuck with the MCU to this point, you're gonna love this movie. Yeah. Like, I think if you're someone who is jumping in now, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> like it's gonna be tough. Like it's I mean, gonna be tough. If you're like, let me see what the hype is all about. Like, I think you're gonna be like, what the fuck is and going on? There are those people. My mm-hmm. parents went and saw Spider-Man far from home after not watching any of the other Ooh, MCU movies Bill except Iron Man and Captain America the First Avenger. So, like, there are those people. Oh, so, Bill. I, you know, this is not a good movie to jump in on. Yeah. <laughs> I, America's I think, ass. I think, I think it's going to be tough, and I think that that's why it is getting some hate. And from that perspective... Which which is greater? Do you write a movie so that way anybody can jump in but sacrifice all the work you've right. done? Or do you say, look, it's out there. Do your homework and then join it. Like I get that's that is another conversation for another day about whether or not that's a strategy moving forward that will work for you. It's right? a good beginning movie. If this is only kicking off phase five. Right. Yeah. And we're not getting as much quality, you know, content in phase five that we were like at the speed and the rate of which we were getting in phase four on the tail end between series and movies. So I think if this is the start and they're letting us sit with this for a little bit, and then I don't know what's coming out, what's due to come out next. Is there a series that's Uh, coming out next or is it technically, uh, so is it Loki? Technically secret invasion is up first and then it's Loki. Oh God. Um, What if season two is in the works, which Marvel you're listening, get Doug to write that. What if episode about Mm -hmm. Scott and Cassie, Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to write. I would love to write that for you. Do that. Yeah. That those are the series on deck. And then the movies it's guardians, which is going to guardians is what may, yeah, yep, and that's going to be sad. And then we're going to have the Marvels in November, and then that's pretty much it for this year. Damn, really slowing down the output of Marvel, which is Jesus. Thank God. Like, give us a breath. Thank I'm you. I'm not used to that. No, me neither. Yeah. So the Marvels is going to be it 
for Marvel stuff this year. Which I know I that think movie's will... gonna get so much hatred just off the rip, and we. All oh, I know. People, gonna yeah, have... yeah, people are gonna make up the dumbest reasons to not like that movie, yeah. and I look forward to that. Um, and then, yeah, the back half of it is Captain America, Thunderbolts, and Blade, and that finishes out the films for Phase Five. So I, I I'm, I don't know. I'm looking forward to this phase. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I'm excited about it. Uh, gentlemen, anything that you all would like to plug for this week? Brian? Hey, folks. Go check out thelovenerds.com. We got recipes there. Uh, go check them out. You know you know the bag. Go check out the website. Ooh, yeah. Leaving it right there. Uh, Marcus, what do you got? Uh, never forget to follow the mantra. Always hump. Nope. Never offended. Always, always humble. humble. Never offended. Either way, frontwards or backwards. <laughs> the mantra works never forget to follow the mantra never offend it always humble you can shop the mantra right now at follow the mantra dot my all right we are working on getting a godaddy.com little handle make this oh yeah but um go shop right now valentine's designs are up there are three valentine's designs up make sure you go get them before they leave and there also may or may not be a 15 percent um discount on the website currently what? at the moment so go ahead and cop yourself something nice for you and your lover and new music is on the way from me and soul tie but above anything else continue to follow the mantra never offend it always humble who's whose mom are you gonna buy that for who's me yeah michelle pfeiffer that's fine, fine i would do that too. i would do that too um i, 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 yeah, <laughs> I like psyched myself out i also started thinking that like if you switch it if you change it to never uh uh there's a way you could make it home, H- hone, humble, always offended, never, and you could change it up, and it's different. Um, <laughs> what the guys, fuck happened? What's happening? Guys, What's I think, happening? guys, I think I had a stroke like five, <laughs> five minutes ago. You, you went into the quantum realm and I, came out this way. What? Y'all, what year is it? Uh, Jonathan Majors just kicked my ass, yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah, that, uh, that was a little worried. I'm about to put a spoon in your mouth because I didn't know which direction that was going. <laughs> uh, I would like to plug this podcast. Uh, share us with a friend or a family member. Tell us about it. Tell them to listen. Um, or if you're feeling like you want to donate, uh, head over to patreon.com slash films in black and white to join the Patreon there. Uh, we got great stuff uh, there, bonus episodes, uh, polls, and all sorts of things that are coming on that front so uh yeah but the best way to help us recommend us to a friend or a family member please gentlemen we have a three-step process to success brian hello lay us on that first step hey folks i can't stress it enough to read a book and i know i i'm gonna be a little harsh here i know you don't have anything else going on it's it's end of february like we're we're still getting through the worst of the weather of the year you got time and you're going to be like, no, but I could just look at my phone. Don't do that. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're just, you're going to look at your phone. You're going to scroll social media instead, read a book. And then you can be interesting. And then you could even post to social media that, Hey, I read a book and then talk about that book. So I know you got the time. I know it's hard, but look, I know you're staying inside. So sit down and read a book. Absolutely. My friend, uh, my friend Kelly Susan Mill, she has a book club page on Instagram ooh, where she posts like all the books that oh. she reads. And so it's a really shout, good, really good shout, out, shout out to Kelly. Uh, Marcus, would you like to lay us down with that second step? 
All right. You want to make sure that you drink some water because you want to be able to nurture the quantum manials in that live inside of you. And the only way that you can do that is by drinking some water. If you ever need to stick your fingers in something sticky and drive a ship, then like, hey, you got to be able to drink water. You know what I mean? You want to understand the languages of the quantum manuals peoples in there. Guess what they had to do? They had to drink some goop. But I'm pretty sure that 70 percent of that goop was water. So just make sure Good that point. you drink some water yeah yeah absolutely you want to go cruising for milfs drink drink some water it's important <laughs> that third step to success is to look when you're cruising for milfs out in the wild make sure that you get to washing that are you ass. talking about me is this i me? am just talking about anybody who might be out there in the space you don't have an epiphany about me loving milfs and then all of a sudden just having for older women uh I, I, but more specifically look y'all it we've like been trapped inside <laughs> i do i do enjoy an older we've woman. been trapped inside for so many things months and that is they just can teach incredible experience things, which is the most yeah, important turn me part. upside down turn me out i'm ready Throw yeah, me up and the wall. you know what? You're going to get turned upside down by a cougar? Make sure you wash your ass because yeah. if you're upside down, smells like a trash can, no yeah. one's going to want to do Nobody, it. Nobody's going to. And then I'm just a baby. But then, then that may also be another kink that got revealed. And, and to then, be honest with you, I feel like they're overchanging babies. I'm not, don't know any, but I feel like they're over it. Like at what? this point. Oh, like, oh, like. Yeah, cougars oh, in oh. general. I thought they, you meant they, they were want... too frequently changing babies. Not no, like... they just don't want to. Anymore okay, got it. Because yep. they're cougars and they're that a mess that phase in their life. Makes sense. Uh, but more importantly, wash your ass, folks. Uh, it's important. It's good for your hygiene. It's good for yourself, and it's good for your social life. So make sure you do that uh, often, as much as possible. How do you think? How, like the only part about dating an older woman is running into the kids that may be my age. You know what I mean? Like then, like how do I step daddy somebody who is also my age? Oh, you don't. You just yeah no that's a that's a no you just go. Let that go. You just let that go. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is a wave off. You don't land on that runway. You no, go you to don't touch stage. that. Runway. Oh, just just avoid no, just, the no. whole thing. Just the whole situation. That's where you go. Like, well, look, he's my age. What do you want me to do here? Like, yeah, like that is a that's. I can't tell a grown ass man. If go you to your wanna, room. If Marcus, if the goal is to parent somebody, yeah, that is not the demographic I, you no, should shoot for. Yeah, I agree. No. I agree. I oh. agree. The chat is still active, and I'm curious about what happened here. There are a lot of childless older women. There are childless <laughs> older women, Marcus. So it's true. There just are. target your efforts. You were there over are. here. Now we're getting yeah. here. It's true. It's yeah. You know, There's an audience then, for everybody, as they there say. There is. There is indeed. Um, Quantumania making you find your audience. I love it. I love to see these I connections. Love everybody, Michelle, hide I love your mamas. Michelle, I love that Michelle Pfeiffer did that for you. <laughs> hide, uh, your mother, yeah, hide your mothers, everybody. <laughs> Marcus <laughs> is on the prowl. <laughs> we'll get you a shirt that says an official cougar hunter. Um, we will be back next week. <laughs> <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> We will be back next week <laughs> with another episode of Films in Black and White, uh, covering the latest news out of Hollywood. Uh, but in the meantime, in the between time, stay safe, stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all next week. Thanks, folks. Hide your mamas for Black History Month. <laughs>